raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles. Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings These are a few of my favorite things Girls in white dresses with blue satin Big grand music, big grand music It's our 50th episode Yay! Hooray! Yay! 50 ways to leave your lover 50 something other songs that have 50 in them Okay. 50 cents greatest hits. Sure. I'll buy that for a dollar 50. Yes. Yeah, we are on our 50th episode. <laughs> oh, is that what's going on? It, indeed it is. Uh we are excited to celebrate taking 2 years to do 50 episodes, are we not? I think it's an accomplishment. Hey, not everybody gets to 50. That's really true, and it might have taken us a quarter of a decade or <laughs> a quarter of a decade. Yeah, that that math sounds right to me. Sure, but we did it, and that's what matters. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on today's extra special fiftieth golden episode, mm-hmm. um, fifty golden years, fifty, 50 golden <laughs> decades of bringing you to the internet, talk about movies. 550 years, Christine. Yes, I look good for my age. My God, it's, you are like, I mean, what, Bianca Lawson's got nothing on you. Nothing. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. She's Kendra DeVumperslayer. Yes, I do. There was just something about that on the interweb. She just celebrated her birthday where she turned 16 again. She is 95. It is horrifying. It was funny because there was a, like a little thing posted up. Um, on the internets, and um, I looked, and I was like, yeah, I remember my reaction every time I saw her in one of these shows. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it was her. Yep. Yep. Real-life vampirism right in front of us, and nobody's <laughs> thought to question it. No one's calling it out. And, I mean, she's not good, either. That's the problem. She's I think, I think she is. Okay, well, we're going to stop talking about that, because <laughs> I like you, and I want to keep liking you. Aww. Uh, on today's 50th episode, we mm-hmm. are not going to be reviewing two movies, as we normally no. do. Instead, we're going to be making Christine's life very difficult. Ugh, yeah, we're going to talk about movies. You just hate lists, don't I, you? Lists, I find lists really confining. I understand that. Unless they're like a to-do list, so you feel yeah. real, real free when you do that stuff. And you feel even better when you cross things off. Yeah, but then when you ask me to like quantify how mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get I get real freaked out. I and this, this list freaked me out. <laughs> Freaking out Christine Makepeace since can I, can I ask you on the air? Can um, you... Are we supposed to put them in order? <laughs> that was kind of what I was thinking. Oh no! This is impossible! <laughs> so you're just going to grab one at random as we go through. I'm going to try to make it make sense. Okay. I would, you know, as long as like your top few, I think, are really... You know, yeah, top. I think I, I think I can do that. Okay, I think I, we can make it. Me, I mean, guys, we survived the Trojan War in podcasting, right? Did we? 
Yes, since we've been podcasting for 3,000 years. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. We outlived the dinosaurs. <laughs> I feel like um, we're really ridiculous tonight. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm, I'm still on the Horror Hound hangover. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And wonderful. It was great. Horror Hound's always a joy. Everybody should always try to get there. Mm, um, maybe next time. Yeah, please. Yeah. It's a good time. Got to see all of NOTLP, who they just celebrated their, like, 4,000th episode. Yep. And, and they've them, only like, been doing real. it like, for They've been two doing years. it for a really long time. Oh. <laughs> Not, like, our fictional time period. Yeah. But so, that's okay. Yeah. So good on them. It was great seeing everybody. Uh, it was great meeting Eric, listener Eric. First time I got to see him there. So that was That's cute. exciting. Did you guys talk about me? Um, <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, I, I talk about very little else that isn't you. Christine. Oh, you really know do. how to answer yeah. things. I, and I have to say, I understood your pain this weekend. Why? Um, because now I don't have any dietary restrictions. Like I hate onions, so I always yep, try to not get them on one. stuff. But I mean, that's not a re- like I can take onions out of something. But like you have actual restrictions. Like you, yeah. you know, you can't, you don't eat meat, you can't eat gluten. You got, you know, all your all your weird hipster stuff that yeah, really is a thing sure. for you. Um, so you know, I, I guess it's like that in the Midwest when you try to order seltzer. Yes, they don't know. No, they don't know. And I understand, like, and, and I knew the first time I asked at Long John Silver that I was just asking for trouble, and I got trouble. But then the next <laughs> trouble is what you got. We went to a restaurant called The Rosas, which is very, I guess, famous in the area. Yeah. And the menu fucking had seltzer on it. It said Seagram's sparkling seltzer water. And so I was so excited because I'm like, I can't go wrong here. See, they have it written down in print. Of course, mm-hmm. I order it, and the waitress just looks at me with this kind of, uh, um, what's that? And I had to like open the menu and show her. She's like, oh, right, right, right. And then later when I needed a refill and I asked the manager, it was a different waiter or manager and I asked him for seltzer. Um, and he's like, oh, Sprite. I'm like, no. Yeah. You know, it just made me think of your pain, I guess. Well, it, I, yes, I have had similar issues. I try, you know, I've been to horror hound myself. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) I try to, Explain to my compatriot that maybe they should stop trying to order it and then getting frustrated when people mm. didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just, it's, it really is different. Um, it's not bad here because we have something called Topo Chico, which is like a carbonated mineral, like a mineral water. Okay. Um, but yeah, like if you, so if you go to the gas station, you could probably get a Topo Chico. Mm. But like once you get further and further, like into the, like up north from where I am, Still in the middle of the country, it turns into like, did you want to die at Sprite? Because that's as close as you're going to get. <laughs> it's the same color, right? It's got to yeah. be something. Yeah. So that was challenging. Yeah. Um, but I did. I'm, get, I'm glad you made it. I, I survived. I did. Um, and I did get to meet Joel Hodgson. Yeah, I saw that it picture. Was so exciting. That's very exciting. He was wonderful. Sure. Um, MST3K forever. Uh, but he was he was both very friendly, just, you know, when you came to his table and he was funny and everything. But he did a Q&A that was just him, like, just standing mm-hmm. on stage with a microphone and some beer. And he was so engaging and funny and open and classy. Mm-hmm. Like, he, would, he answered every question and he answered them honestly. And he was both honest but also respectful. About, yes. you know, anybody who watches him, who was an, a Misty back in the day knows that there must have been probably some tension 
once the show when, once he left the show and all of that. Um, and, you know, he handled everything very honestly and kind of said, like, yeah, I'm not really friends with a lot of these guys, but I really respect their work. And like when somebody asked, um, what are your favorite episodes of the show? He first started with, well, my favorite Mike episodes were werewolf and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it kind of showed like, like, that's really cool that he was he mm-hmm. would say like that. That's what came to him first. So, um, yeah, celebrate his catalog, folks. But uh, now, and you're going to a convention this weekend, aren't you? I am going to Emerald City Comic Con. Fancy. Anybody and, exciting? In the Seattle's. Who's going to um, be in the Seattle's? Yeah, a ton of people, um, comic book people that I really like. Can you hear that um, ice cream truck? No, it's, but now I want ice cream. It's terrible. A ton of people I like that write and draw comic books. <laughs> wow. I'm real excited. Anybody I would know? Um, I don't know. No? <laughs> well, then, that went um, somewhere. Matt Fraction, who got really um, famous, quote-unquote, for writing the, the new Hawkeye. He, I don't, he's not on it anymore, but he, he did that. No? Nope. Um, Was he ever on an episode of Law and Order SVU? No. Okay, then. There's then I, famous people there, too, but I'm not, I don't really, I can't remember who who's Okay, there. and you're going there more for the comic end. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. I look forward to looking at your pictures and then asking my husband what they mean. Yay! Comic books. <laughs> ever hear of reading a book without pictures? I mean, it's called reading, but anyway. I do a lot. I know you do. And you okay. do, too. It's all Thank, Thank you. Okay, so we are not going to go through what we've been watching. Uh-uh, there's too much, and all of mine are Saw. Really? Oh, man, now we got to talk about this. Nope, I'm not talking God, about damn. it. I'm up to five, I think. Ooh, that's my least favorite. But maybe, but I you're the kind of person, just, you'll like five. You're um, five is the first one I didn't want to throw up during recently, so, and not because it's gross, but because it's boring. Yeah, five is really, I have, I have... Major issues with five. There, I, you know what? We could just do honestly. We can just do a whole show on Saw, all yeah. of them, because I am so angry with everyone involved. Ooh, huh? Okay. okay. Yeah, down the line, let's do that. Cool. Okay. Put it. Okay. Write it down somewhere, and we'll remember where it's written. That's me typing it. it down. Just like all my passwords that are totally safe, written on Post-it somewhere. Woo. Okay, so what we're going to do instead, um, countdown of our 50 favorite movies. Yeah, I put arbitrary numbers next to mine while we were talking. <laughs> so it's kind of like, are you going to like a Dungeons and Dragons thing where you roll a dice and that's what we go with? No, I try to make them make some sense, but this is going to be a flawed... My list, I'm pretty comfortable... <sighs> I'm, I'm as okay with this list. Makes you. I've been working on it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm as okay with this list as I'm going to be. I understand. But the ordering of it... I could do a different ordering if you asked me tomorrow. Okay, I understand. Mine's reverse. Mine is that I think my order I'm pretty happy with, but I know there's a few outliers in my like honorable mentions that I'm not even going to get into. But I just know there's A, some things I'm forgetting, and then B, yeah. there's a few that I'm like, you know, if you ask me next week, that number 23 is out, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are you ready? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You want okay. me to go first? I, I, I want to hear your 25th favorite movie of all time. My 25th is going to be, um, sh- are we doing like lead up? Like? I would say that is up to you. Do oh, you feel like 20- you can make a lead up happen? 
Well, this won't be the first time you see this director on my list. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did I say it right last time? Whatever. Um, it's Blowout. <laughs> Brian De Palma's Blowout. Will it hurt you if I say I have never seen Blowout? No, I still love you. Now, do I have to see the Italian film first? Isn't no. it Blown Away? Blow, blow away? Blow me down the river? No? Yes. No, you don't have to okay. see anything first. Um, why is this? Why do you love this movie so much? I love it because it's great. Um, it, it's um, it's actually it, for my money the most perfect hmm. De Palma film. Okay, it's not my favorite, obviously, because it's twenty five. But it's it's quite um, wonderfully done. Travolta's great in it. Um, the structure is weird, and I like it. The bad guy is awesome, and I mm-hmm. like it. I don't want to spoil anything. But, I mean, I like when um, De Palma makes movies about movies. I like when yeah. he does that, and he does that a lot. And he, he does bo- that really well. Body Double is, you know, has that, Absolutely. that wraparound. I won't call it a wraparound. It kind of is, actually. You know, that, that those bookends of, of the actor, you know. Yeah, very much. In the movie. So I like how he does that. It's an interesting take, and it's awesome, and it's it's super De Palma, but it's, like, the, one of his most accessible movies, mm-hmm. too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you asked me to rewatch De Palma over and over again, this is probably one of the two I would pick. Okay, nice. Yeah. Fun, right? Yeah, very much. Thanks. My number 25... Um, it's one of the least, I think, me movies on my list. Because it is a movie... Driving that... Miss Daisy. No, no that you know, I just mentioned the other day, I've never seen Driving Miss Daisy. Oh my gosh. I can't did. imagine it would be my number 25 if I had, but no, but I've never seen it. Um, but my number 25 is from a similar era. It is 1989's Parenthood. Oh, that is something that I would expect you to have on your list. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, one of those movies that I think gets overlooked as a movie that it probably seems like a typical kind of Steve Martin doing the family comedy mm-hmm. thing. Um, I've seen it many, many times. Yeah, it is so much more than that. It's A, it's really funny. Um, it taught me what a vibrator was when I was seven or eight. Um, so that was weird. Uh, it is the first of, of there was one other Rick Moranis appearance on my list, as you might guess. Uh, it ha- I mean, it has a fantastic cast of many people. Um, it is not uh, overly sweet. It's obviously very, you know, you have cute kids and you have cute old people and cute mm-hmm. old people that give cute old speeches that make me cry every time. Um, but there's also, you know, one of the sons is kind of a shit and essentially leaves his son. Uh, Jason Robards is amazing in it because he plays this very, you know, not the best dad and he knows he wasn't the best dad. And uh, so it's this really... To me, it's a very um, honest movie about family. Uh, it has some of the... It has Keanu Reeves' best performance of Yeah, he's good in it. Yeah, with the great line that I think whenever anybody's, you know, talking about parents that shouldn't be parents, and he has the line that sums it up, which is, you know, need a license to own a dog, need a ki- license to catch a fish, but they'll let any butt-weeman asshole be a dad. Uh, and it's, you know, very much about the people people who have chosen to have families and the choices they make and it's a really good time yeah that's uh i've seen that movie it is wonderful it it 
I did not watch the TV show, but I know the TV show is much loved by many. Yes. Uh, and it's and that, that makes me happy, kind of in its own way, because I think there are two things that make sense to exist in their own world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so my, my number 25, Parenthood. Hooray! Yay! 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 Um, I can firmly say that the, like the top couple and then the bottom couple are like solidly placed. Okay. So I feel confident in my 25 and I feel confident in my 24, Ooh. which is um, 2011's <laughs> X-Men First Class. All right. I don't know why I thought 2011 was funnier than the movie. Well, because as soon as you said 2011, I'm like, ooh, where are we going? And I had a... I had a theory but i'm off on my ear well, anyway there's another 2011 in this list but yeah um x-men first class it's my favorite mm-hmm. x-men movie um it means a lot to me i've seen it a million trillion times i met a few really good friends because of our mutual love of this movie um if the movie doesn't have this and this isn't the last time I'll say this. If the movie doesn't have staying power, the memories behind it and the friendships it afforded me are you know worth it putting on my list. It constantly gets referenced. It I constantly, you know, bring it up in arguments or, you know, because like well this is you know, this is why Matthew Vaughn's a really good director mm-hmm. because in, yeah, in XMFC he says, you know <laughs> So so I enjoy it quite a bit. And um this is more of a personal reasons than like a competency of filmmaking. Oh absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's no Citizen Kane, but you know, for my personal list of like movies that if there was a fire and I had that's kinda mm-hmm. how I did this. If yeah. there was a fire and I had to pick twenty five DVDs off my shelf, what would I pick? I like and that. that was one of them. Yeah. My my criteria was if I was locked in a house on house arrest for the rest of my life and I could only have these twenty five movies. But that that was my thought because this way it's the movies I want to watch forever, and then some movies that I just need to revisit every few years. Yeah, I think that's a good or way. Or I just look. need them to know that they're there. All right, my 24 is actually, I think, the same year as Parenthood. I believe it's also 1989. Uh, No bones about it. It is Weird Al Yankovic's only feature, UHF. Very nice. I am a huge fan as well. Yeah, it is one of those movies that if I was uh, ever locked in a room, I I could have this on forever because it's just fun. Uh, it's weird. The, you know, nine-year-old in me that used to watch it on VHS every other week uh was is just as amused as the 33 year old who could watch mm-hmm. it that often now too uh you have original songs you have we without uhf guys we wouldn't have spatula city it is very funny and it is surprising to me how funny it still is mm-hmm. yeah it really is um the references might not all work anymore oh, sure. <laughs> there's some that I, I didn't even get when i was a kid because they're yeah. referencing TV shows that I was too young for. Yeah, but it's real funny. It's it it has an amazing cast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, do just, you ha- do you have the didn't um, Scream Factory? Is it you know I really DVD like it was one of the first DVDs I ever got. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I think Scream Factory re-released it. So I have not gone and gotten the new one because I know somewhere either here at my parents' house is the like original, which has a commentary with like Victoria yeah. Jackson's on the commentary track at one point. 
And I don't know if it's the same release as the Scream Factory one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was so happy with that DVD because it had deleted scenes and it just has everybody talking. And it's great to hear them talk about it. Yeah, that's I've, I've definitely wanted to pick it up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I dare anybody who's ever had an overdue library book to not imagine, like to not then have the first thing they think of be Conan the Librarian. Mm, very funny. You know? Yep. All right. So what's your number 23? 23. Hold on. Let me get back. I had my. I was looking for the Scream Factory DVD. <laughs> Such an ass. Okay, so my twenty three. Yeah. Oh my god! I just thought of a movie that's not on here. Oh no! What did I do? It's not. It's gonna stay off. Okay. Um. But that being said, this is the only entry by this director. Oh. Um. And, but I mean, I guess it doesn't balance out at all. Um, because Tarantino's in this movie, but he's not in my list. That's hmm. bullshit. And Glorious Bastard should be on this list, guys, and I forgot. <laughs> this anyway, sucks. I'm calling this shenanigans. This bullshit. Fuck whoever um, wrote this list. My 23 is um, from Dust Till Dawn. Ah, nice. Um, when, like, because this is one of those movies when people are like, that movie changed the way I look mm. at movies. Yep. Like, this one really changed the way I looked at movies. Um, because it does what I hope every movie does changes what it's about in the middle. Yeah. I do <laughs> I love know. when a movie does that. Well, I think it's the psycho, not like that. I'm yeah. psycho, but the psycho in me, like I want every movie to turn into this movie. I want every <laughs> movie to start out as like a straight laced cop drama. And now it's about mm-hmm. alligators. Like I want, <laughs> I, I want, want every this. movie to turn into being about alligators. It's, I love that, and I um, and it works for me on on every level. I know some people think it's um, too goofy in some points, and too vulgar in some points, and blah 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 blah. But um, I saw it probably when I was too young, and I loved it then, and it is infinitely rewatchable to me. Very much. I have seen it numerous times, and I do not care. I would watch it again right now if it if it was on TV. This is why it's good I don't have cable. It's always on TNT. It's so good that I don't have cable because I would never move. (laughs) Because something would always be on, and I I, like, what? I can watch, okay, sure. I don't care where it is. (laughs) So I love From Dust Till Dawn. I think it's amazing. And I like Tarantino in it. I think he's great and kind of hot. So Well, I was going to agree with you, but then you had to make it weird. Sorry, I couldn't help it. But Inglorious Bastards isn't on my list, so it's my 1.5. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you can get one of those if you want. I might have to, because I suddenly <laughs> thought of one that I'm like, I don't know if I want to put it back on or not. It's really mm. Yeah, but I stand behind. I stand firmly behind this 23. I think that's so. a good 23. Thank you. Uh, it is. It, it. You're right. It does that so well. Mm-hmm. And then, like, aside from that, you've got Clooney being awesome and and really hot. Yes. Right? Crazy. Uh, People used to say, like, don't you think George Clooney's so hot? And I'm like, from, from Dust is. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you have, like, it It just gets so much fun. And it's unapologetic, and it's un uh, unafraid to kill characters that wouldn't die in any other movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, it's just it's a good time. And everybody takes it the exact right level of serious that they have to. Yep. You know, like, Harvey Keitel's doing, like, a real thing, but we also have a lot of fun with everything else, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Good good choice there. Good. Thank you. Uh, My 23 is a movie that I don't rewatch often, but I think is, is very important in being a movie that uh, shaped how I watch movies, 
because it was one of the first horror movies I ever saw that absolutely terrified me and unnerved me in a way that no movie had. And I've always wanted to be able to recreate that experience. And that's something I look for in every horror movie ever now. And I, oh, really I get can't it. wait. I'm so excited. It is 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> are we spoiling or are we just going to play it? Cool? Oh, what? It, it, I, oh, no, no. I want to. If it's on your list, I, I want to. Is it on your list? Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should I tell you where or should we just play it by, play uh, it by ear? No, you, I guess surprise me when it's there. But let me ask okay, you, cool. why is it on your list? Because it changed my life. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. I've never, it's a, it's a feat of strength. Mm -hmm. It is a marvel of modern filmmaking. (laughs) It's amazing. It's, it defies all logic with how good it is, especially when you watch the makings of and the behind the scenes stuff and all the things that they've released on subsequent Blu-rays and DVDs. There's so much of it too. Which is kind of cool. It, 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 it there is no fucking reason it's as good as it is. It's lightning in a bottle. It makes me upset the same way every time. I don't care how many times I've seen it. Pam gets put up on a meat hook. I'm fucking upset. Um, it's just Frederick. It's his name's Fred, Franklin. Franklin, Fra- Franklin. Franklin gets killed. I'm fucking upset. Yep. I'm fucking upset. At everything. And this movie. How old were you when you first watched it? Very old. Really? Yes. Wow. I was. I saw the first time I saw it. I was. Dylan actually showed it to me. It's one of his favorite movies. And I was probably 24. Wow. I was... And it still had that effect on you. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Because... And I'm going to go off on a bit of a tirade, but I won't have to talk about it when when my number comes around. Mm -hmm. But you grow up and and Leatherface gets lumped in with... With Freddy. Freddy and Jason. And Jason. Yep. And, And... and, I, and Michael Myers, and I have, you know, emotions and allegiances to them in certain ways as well. But this is not that movie. Yeah. And you don't, there's no way you could ever anticipate that if you've never seen it. But you have seen a shitload of Halloween movies, or you have seen every Friday the 13th. You expect it to be something different. You don't expect it to be that visceral and that upsetting. Yeah. The Ugh. first, I was, I think, about maybe about 10 or 11 when I rented this from the video store, from 112 Video. And I mean, I had by that point already like read books about what movies I should see. And I th- and I had never seen it. And I remember watching it during the day. I remember distinctly putting it in the VCR. It was like a Saturday afternoon. I'm home. I'm watching this movie. And I think I remember pausing it after, you know the scene, the first appearance of Leatherface. Mm-hmm. He opens that sliding door. He grabs the guy's character's name I can never remember, drags him in, uh, oh, yeah. hatches him, and slams that door Fucking shut. door slams, yep. And I remember and just the- being like, God, what? it looks so good. And it's not that you haven't seen you know, a character sneak up on someone. It's that you think of, um, and this is why you know, I, I die watching these overly produced movies, mm-hmm. is so much of what ruins a horror movie for me is music. Because a movie's designed now to tell you when everything is going to happen. And you can be closing your eyes and listening to the soundtrack of a movie, and you know exactly when the fake scare is going to happen and exactly when the real scare is going to happen. Yep. And this movie doesn't give you any of that. It is a sunny day. It is, you know, half of it's filmed in day. Yep. Uh, There is no lead up there is no pacing that you know typically you can predict who's gonna die when who's you know how it's gonna happen you get all of a sudden 
this thing that you have no idea what it is opens a door, kills a guy, closes the door, and you just sit there being like, what What do we do now? Yep. What do we do now? And it's horrifying. And I, you know, I'll, I'll always remember the first time I watched it. Um, very few, I would say maybe, uh, even like I'm looking at my list to see, and I think I have like one other movie that gave me any kind of similar holy fuck moment in a mm-hmm. movie on my list. Because this one I think still just remains... You know, it's it is that powerful for a reason, and it's I love that the the best part too is when you finish it and then you you talk to someone about it and they always will say something like oh yeah I, I couldn't take the you know all the the you know when when she gets hooked and all the blood and you're like yeah. there is no blood yeah you know it's it is that effective it's psycho movie. again yeah you I never mean, see the chainsaw actually yeah. touch someone yeah. But the, I mean, the fact that you have a guy in a wheelchair who's, you know, who can't get away, there is just so much wrong with the movie, and it, it makes for just one of the unmatched viewing experiences, and it's very mm-hmm. hard to mat- to ever capture that. And so, yeah, I watch it maybe once every few years, sometimes with commentary, mm-hmm. but it, it will always get me. Yep. It's and- been a while for me. The last time, I think it was in um, 35 millimeter at the Museum oh, of the nice. Moving Image. Very nice. I was... Back when I was home. This was one of the, come back. This was one of the, um, this is on my list of like movies that like when I move to a new place, I like to watch. Yeah. I'm weird that's a good like one. that. I like to you know, watch like some of my favorite horror movies. You know what? No, because some of those are on my list, but also one for me is, is Ghostbusters. It's not on my yeah. list. Spoiler. But um, that's one that I, I feel like I need to bring it into the mm-hmm. new place. I hear you. Um, but it's, you know, I've, I've never really met anybody that couldn't honestly say they were affected by this movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That was your 23? 23. All right. 22 for me. And I think that after we're done, I'm going to count how many horror movies Mm -hmm. are on mine because I think it's going to be a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, my number 22 is Final Destination. Oh, I love Final Destination. (laughs) Final Destination is another movie that affected me in the in the way that that was my go to. I don't get on planes. The opening of Final Destination upset me to a point where I use that as my reasoning behind not traveling. Hmm. So I think for that for that alone, it belongs on the list. That's important. Um, it doesn't rewatch as solidly as I wish it would. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Like I said at the time, it affected me a whole lot, and um, it made me really upset, and but in a good way, and also one of my favorite franchises, like oh, yeah. overall. So I mean, it's brought me a lot of joy arguing with people about the appropriate order to put them in. Which is from- your order? Oh, this is too hard. I know we're gonna um, fight about it. I probably. I know one, five. Is it wrong? No, <laughs> no, no. Keep yelled going, keep Zach going. just yelled at me though. No, he's not. No, One, no, no. five. <laughs> shut up. Two, three. No, two, four. Two, three, four. Yeah. Okay, your mind's I close think, to you. I think, but it changes. It's yeah. definitely four is last. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> and three is better than I thought it would. Would oh, be. actually, I think three is my. No, no, no. I th- Three's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, right? I have issues with three. I just find three a little glum. I like four dark. is really fun. Four like kind of plays up the like okay we get it it's really good isn't four the one we hate though uh i hated it when i saw it but it's really grown on me four is really meta oh in the movie theater it has the um 
I don't know. And four is really short. It's like 75 minutes. And I kind four of is, dig that. I, I really don't think I liked four at okay. all. I mean, five, I think five is. Five is up there. It might even be like one, five. I think, see, I think I'm two, five, two, one. Two, three, four, something four, like that. Three. Yeah, so so we're both wrong, but we both understand the importance. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 given me many conversations yeah. like that. It's also a good reference point. I reference two a lot. Uh, the deaths in two, I reference on a regular yeah, basis. Two is a blast. My manager, um, currently at my at my really like happy fun button down corporate <laughs> office job, will sometimes will make a. <laughs> Final Destination reference and just look at me across the room. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like you just give like a nod, like it's our code. Yeah, like all right, I got you. That's I know. Right. Pile up, isn't that what they say on the <laughs> pile up? Part two, yeah. <laughs> oh, Final Destination. So They're yeah, fun, yeah. That's my um twenty-two. Yeah, the I mean, when you think of horror franchises, it's it's easily one of the best because it's. Yeah. Every, even the ones that aren't as good, you know, three and four, I think, are the weak points. But yeah. they're still fun. They still, it's a series that never took itself too seriously. And then it did that amazing thing in part five that's so yeah. damn amazing. I kind of, see, this is the thing. Talking about it makes me want to watch it right now. I know. Which is, is like good criteria. Absolutely, yeah. So instead of trying to figure out which one to put on here, I just put the first yeah, one. Because fair. without the first you one. You not have any more. Makes sense. And the first one, too, was so different for its time, because it was late 90s. It was, you know, you had all these kind of screams coming out, and it was like, just as those were kind of dying in popularity, and it just, it's fresh, it's different from anything. I mean, you've, there have been other movies with similar premises, but there was nothing like that for so long. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it, yeah, brought new energy to the genre, if you will. Okay, so my number 22... Uh, again, I'm still kind of firmly stuck in the 80s here. Um, it's a movie that I debated because I haven't watched it in so long, but I thought back to it. I'm like, this is the first movie poster I ever bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of those movies that I feel like unlocked my imagination in a lot of ways. And that oh, is Clash of the Titans. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, wow. I... you. Yeah, R&I fancy. Um, I just remember watching it when I was a kid, not like right when it came out, but at some point when it was either on TV or on video. And it was just one of the, like, like it was kind of my introduction into Greek mythology, which I do really enjoy in, in a lot of different ways. And it was just, I remember sitting down and you start the movie and it's from that era when it was like a movie aimed at kids could still open on a woman being put in a box with her baby and thrown into the water by her father because the father basically raped her, but Zeus took over and impregnated her. And like all this stuff, when you really look at how dark it is, it's like Mm -hmm. such a fucked up movie. Uh, But it's just magical and you've got monsters and you've got a really hot Harry Hamlin uh, and you have Burgess Meredith. You have like all these things that I just would love as a kid. I like those things. Yeah. Even though I don't rewatch it often, it's just one that has such a warm spot in my heart that I think I would not have been as big a fan of a lot of like fantasy and kind of that whole ilk, not just in movies, but also in books and everything else. Mm-hmm. I think this was a huge factor in that for me. So That's awesome. Thank you. Yay. Yeah, I've actually never seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, but wow. I mean, I feel that exact way I feel about other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like it was like the door. 
yeah. that opened and led me to this magical world. Harry Hamlin's loincloth. That's awesome. Yeah. That was your 22. That was my 22, so let me hear mm. your 21. I can't. I can't wait to hear your top 10. Um, <laughs> my 21. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> I, I don't I'm a, You know what? I followed my heart. My 21 is uh, The Descent. Nice. Um, nice. Not on my list, but it was, it, it was in my initial early round. Yeah. I saw it in the theater. Mm. Um, didn't know anything about it before I went in. Um you know, uh, like this is Dylan was really um, my my portal back into like movies, mm-hmm. obviously because we started a magazine together, and um, horror movies in particular. Like he he was into them, and like I had taken a long break from actually like actively seeking out movies, and this was just something he he was like, hey, you don't want to see this movie? He probably had heard his dad mention it or something, and I was like, yeah, whatever. So we went and saw it, and. Like, this is another one that I was like, this is what movies are supposed to be like, yeah. other than the American ending, which is what I saw. Oh, that's but a shame. This is what movies are supposed to be like. I didn't know who Neil Marshall was. I didn't know any of that. And, I, and it was exciting and great. And going in with such ignorance and being so blown away by something is 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 a great feeling. Yep. And it really did fuel like a, a re renewed passion for movies. Um, Obviously, genre mm-hmm. cinema, <laughs> and especially for it to be, to have done that, and for it to be a new movie that did that. Yeah, you know, it could be one thing if like you just happen to have rewatched, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for example, but that there was a movie that came out in the theaters. There was a new horror movie that was that yep. good, and I I I, I love it. it. I think it's really rewatchable, and it's yeah. a plus that it's a movie full of broads. Yep, you know? full of kickass broads. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, right. I had a similar when I watched that first time. I was living in Korea, and I think I had, like, seen it kind of mentioned online here and there, so I did a thing that I don't do anymore, but that I did <gasps> a lot back in the day, which was what? illegal movies. Yeah. I illegaled it, and watched it. I was home alone. Um, Mookie was with me, so I wasn't fully alone. That's uh, back just, in, um, yeah. still spoke Korean, though, right? Uh, he did, yeah, so the language barrier was, yeah. was quite an issue. Now he just, he speaks English, but he pretends he doesn't. When like I tell jerk. him stop peeing on that, but you know what a jerk. He really is a dick. Uh, but so I watched it on my little Dell laptop with the lights off, and similar. Like I had no idea what I was getting. And, yeah. And that's that talk about a movie that like does that switch because if you didn't know anything going in, which I didn't, I remember thinking like this isn't super. Like they're just gonna get stuck in this cave. Like that's what this mm-hmm. movie's gonna be about. Uh, and that could have been the movie. Could have been about that. And still yeah, been it was. Awesome. It was another Dust till dawn situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a one trick pony. <laughs> well, you got you got twenty more chances to prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. Now, my twenty one is another movie I watched recently, and oddly enough, another movie I distinctly remember watching when I was teaching English in Korea. Uh, and this is either 1999 or 2000. I forget the exact year of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk about a newer movie that kind of. Uh, rebirthed a sort of I need to see every movie ever made it is Battle Royale ah oh, yes I ha- I should have known mm-hmm. um, it just came it was another one of those movies that I I love a good hunting humans movie I will mm-hmm. say that much. Yeah. Um, I've always known that about you. Yeah, it's it's just this thing I got. I don't know. I know that actually. No, I have. I know what my plan would be in Battle Royale, which would be I would just shadow 
like the biggest badass and wait until the last minute and get mm-hmm. it. Like that's, I got that down, guys. Don't worry about me. If I'm ever thrown into a Hunger Games situation, I'm good. Um, <laughs> but Battle Royale, I watched having read maybe like something somewhere about like this, you know, Japanese movie that people talk about. It was, it had no American release at the time. I illegaled it, of course. Uh, and it was just one of those, holy fuck. Because it, watching it then, uh, I'd never seen a movie where 40, 14-year-olds had to kill each other. Uh, and it's it's so bonkers. It goes for it so quickly. Um, it And it was one of those movies that after I've seen it, I feel like of my list, this is the movie that I've shown to the most people. Oh, see, that's always a good sign. Yeah, I have spread yeah. this movie out at work. I've given it to like eight different people to pass around. Um, I remember in Korea, we used to have part, I'm like, hey guys, you want to come over and watch Battle Royale? They're like, what's that? I'm like, just come. Uh, and the best thing about this too is it's given me a great way to pass the time if I'm ever anywhere, which mm-hmm. is just to imagine like, okay, so say one day at my job, the whole office was dropped in an island somewhere and we all had to kill each other. Who's going to win? You know, I should do that more often. Oh, it's so much fun. (laughs) Um, I would do it. So I I taught English in Korea and I was teaching teenagers. And like once, because again, I got all the other teachers to watch the movie. Like we would totally do it with our classes. (laughs) We'd like look at the roster. We're like, okay, so real talk from this group, who's going to win? And like, I'd have it all in my head. And like, as the kids were taking tests, I'd look around and be like, you know, Minho, you've you've got this. Like in my head, I knew. Uh, we did the same thing with the teachers, like all the group, so like who's who's gonna make it, who's not. Uh, and it's just a really fun game to play with yourself. Um, and it's a good movie. It's you should watch. You know, anybody that hasn't seen it, uh, it's the rare case where I say watch the longest cut because that. It's been cut in ways that are so strange that... Yeah, I think you're the reason why I have seen it that way, yeah. to be honest. It's the edited versions, in a way, are better for pacing, except then they they cut certain things that then make other things really not feel as heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie has an ending issue where there's like five different endings, but without the five different endings, it ends in a place that it shouldn't end. Um, you want to make sure you get the right translation because there are some translations out there on that movie where the subtitles are so misleading. Like there is one version where when they like subtitle that a character has died, they mm-hmm. put a question mark at the end. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense, because essentially it's making you think that the character's alive. The character's not. The character's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a tricky one. But I think the new Blu-ray should be good. I own it, but I haven't actually watched my copy. Yet. Oh, interesting. Well, you know, keep everyone posted. I know. I just, I want to protect you all for the proper Battle Royale experience. Well, I personally appreciate it, because once I've seen something in, like, the um the format or you know the cut that isn't mm-hmm. the one that's the best I have chances of me going and rewatching it yep. especially if it didn't ring my bell the first time is slim to nil that yep. I'm going to give the other cut a shot you know I hear you I do mm-hmm. all right so what do you got next number twenty right number twenty number twenty. <laughs> Uh-oh. I swear I didn't make this list when I was, like, drunk or high or anything. <laughs> um, my number 20 is Jennifer's Body. <laughs> it's so good. One time, I watched it twice in one night in a row. <laughs> Bitch was sober. I was fine. I watched it one time, and then I watched it again. Good on I love this movie. 
I think it's really funny. It's very funny. I think it's really clever. Mm-hmm. I think Megan Fox is awesome in it. She is, and nobody wants to believe that, but she really is. She's so good. I like Amanda Seyfried yep. in a lot. Kyle Gallner is in it, and we all know how I feel about him. Yep. The Chip, Amanda Seyfried's boyfriend, is I, a boy whose name I can't remember, but he's also in Scott Pilgrim. I feel like his name but should always be Chip. I love like him. Chip. This cast is so good, and it's so it's weirdly throwbacky, but not at all, and it's fun. Ugh, and it is kind of gross at some points. It is a, a horror comedy, sure, but it's an a really well done blend of multiple genres without ever like shitting on one or cheap yeah. like cheapening to be more one than the other. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 a feat of modern filmmaking. <laughs> that and Texas Chainsaw. There you uh, go. I just really like it. And it like you had said about Battle Royale, like this is a movie that I force on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's not what you think. And it's especially because so it's one that was so mishandled yeah. and timed poorly when it came out. It came out when everybody hated Megan Fox and that's mm-hmm. all the movie knew how to sell. Yep. And as a result, like I know people that hated this movie and I think they hated it before they they even pressed play. Um, I mean, we covered it I guess, somewhere somewhere back in like 1972 yep. in episode like 11 or so. <laughs> um, and it was one that I think rewatched better for me. I liked it more watching it then than I did when I originally saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. It's, it is. It's much smarter than I gave it credit for the first time. Uh, it just it has it has a voice and it has a voice that's like I think really speaks to like people like you and me who love mm-hmm. horror, who love um smart movies who love mm-hmm. you know movies that aren't afraid to kind of play with uh interesting women characters who mm-hmm. aren't perfect and everything else I, it's really funny i think you make you make a really good point with like who it appeals to because this is one of those movies where i i think like well this who else would like this this mm-hmm. was literally made for me it's like if you like jawbreaker and sugar and spice but you also really like a horror movie that if I said the name of would probably be on my list. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like, who who else is super into those different kinds of movies? Like, I love Clueless and Mean Girls, but I also love Final Destination and The Descent. Mm-hmm. Give me that, you know, two great tastes. And I feel like this does it really well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Woohoo! Yeah. Okay, so my number 20. Mm-hmm. This, was, this was like a weird one where I had two movies that were kind of like that are unrelated, but we're dueling for this spot in a way. Um, but I'm going to go with, uh, it's not a movie I watch as often as I should, okay. but thinking about the criteria and if I had to close the door forever on everything else, yes, I would really like to keep a copy of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with me. I think that's smart. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie that I saw as a kid and loved. I didn't appreciate how great this movie was until I was in, like, high school and I showed it to my friend Betsy who had never seen it. Mm-hmm. And, like, watching it with somebody who hadn't seen it, maybe, like, ten years after it came out, yeah. made me realize how amazing this movie is. Because it's so absurd, um, but committed to its premise, committed to its history. Um, I mean, I, I learned history from I learned who Genghis Khan was from this movie. Yeah, um... I similar experiences with it, so it's yeah. not on my list, but mm-hmm. I can completely agree. It is it does play 
some parts of it, kind of like UHF, work better when you're older and can understand it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's sweet. It's, you know, it's ultimately about these dudes who are friends, which is nice. It is very nice. Oddly enough, the second Ke- Keanu Reeves movie on my list. Um, who knew yeah. I was such a fan? Yeah, I did. Well, that's true. You you have seen my, my fan fiction. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is, it's just joyously fun. Um, and I debated with this one because I'm like, do I put this here or do I put Wet Hot American Summer here? Um, I, so does that mean what Hot American Summer is next? It's, no. It means I decided to keep that one off my list. That can be your 1.5. That's my 1.5. Okay, mine is Inglorious Bastards again, everyone. There we go. See, it, we're all good. It should at least be in my top 10, and it's not. And I'm I bummed. Know. It's hard. It's hard. I know. Killing okay. your darlings, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so number 19. Number 19. It's not the last time you'll see this director on my list. Uh-oh. Um, number 19 is The Birds. Yep. Um, I knew. I'm like, we got to get a Hitchcock soon. Yeah, it's... Hitchcock is weird for me, because I'm going to say that no single movie really affected me or spoke to me. It's, I think, personally, it's the strength of the films as a whole, and, you know, his the themes that he keeps going back to, and just the way that he... He filmed things, mm-hmm. um, but The Birds is, is actually, I, I, if, if not the first Hitchcock I saw, it's the first I remember seeing, because my mom really likes this movie, and every time it was on, we would watch it, and I have vivid memories. This is one of those movies that it took me a real long time to ever remember in the right order, mm-hmm. because yeah. I saw it so many times as a kid from really weird starting points, <laughs> that still, to, when I watch it, I, I think to myself, like, oh, she shouldn't be... D- Oh, I guess she does do that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the imagery in this one's really strong. Like, T- Tippi Hedren, like, when I think Hitchcock Blonde, oh, yeah. as much as Tippi Hedren is not my go-to Hitchcock Blonde, but that's what'll pop into my head. Yep. Her in that suit. That's the first that's thing I see. suit, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, it, the imagery of this is very burned in my brain. Um, and it's, it's a great movie, too. I like the way it ends. It ends really open-ended. It's... Mm-hmm. Like, who, who the fuck knows what's going on? Um, I love when he filmed on the, the West Coast. I, I, so this one's got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy it. But that is to say the birds maybe isn't even... if there Hypothetically, if there are three Hitchcock movies on my list, <laughs> um, the birds isn't even, like, my third favorite Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. It's just the one that affected me the most. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I stand by that. Yeah, it was probably, well, first of all, we wouldn't have had some really great segments in one of the best Simpsons episodes of all time without the Yes. Remember yes. the streetcar named Marge with yes. Maggie and daycare? So funny. Um, amazing. The This was definitely, actually, I think my intro to Hitchcock was probably Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Because mm-hmm. I remember it used to be on TV, and I remember, like, knowing him. And then I think when, like, The Birds is on one day, my mom was like, oh, this is the movie by that man you like who hosts that show. Uh and so this is, yeah, the first Hitchcock I can remember watching and understanding this is a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Um, and it is. It's it's a good starting point, too, because it's in color. So when you're a kid, it's... That's yeah, helpful. that's a good point. That could be why I remember it so vividly. Probably. And it, I mean, it's not just in color. It's a really, like, it's that technicolor. Yeah. And I mean, you, like you said, the green suits. First thing that comes yep. to my mind when I think of the birds, even before birds mauling birds. people to death. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's, yeah, it's scary. Uh, 
the as a kid just watching it i remember being like birds are fucking scary now you watch it and you see like there's so much more going on and it what is what is tippy hadren's character mean and is she bringing them there and you know or is that that its own paranoia like there's a lot more to it but it also like the best of i guess horror movies it also just works on its own as being a scary movie Mm -hmm. yeah oh so good yep okay we're up to 19 that was your 19 right that was my 19, yeah. Okay, so I'm actually in the same era. Go for it. A little earlier. Um, mine is <laughs> the uh, best old hags feuding with each other movie that I can think of. And I know I do love my old Death hags becomes feuding her. with each other. No. <laughs> but I bet we wouldn't have that had... should be on my list. I know, it's not on mine. I bet that we wouldn't have probably had Death Becomes Her without... <gasps> Whatever happened to Baby Jane? I figured that's what it was, but I was hoping for the other well, one. Well, <laughs> sorry to disappoint you, Blanche. I'm but yeah, shocked I'm not... this isn't closer to number one. Uh, it's, I mean, this Lit- it's I a hard list. I am literally this shocked. This is a really hard list. Mm, clearly. But again. So why isn't it? Uh, I think I would just have to go through numbers 18 to number one to, to get that. <gasps> So I mean, there are coy. some movies on here that have different meanings to me. Well, there are, I know I'm trying to suss out some things that I'm expecting to see, and okay. I have at least five or six. So I could see it being seven or eight, but I don't know what else is in between all this. <laughs> Won't you not wait to find out? I can't wait to not yeah. wait. Uh, but Baby Jane is amazing if you haven't seen it. It's I have amazing. seen it. It's so good. Isn't it so good? It's, it is good, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, and they hate each other so much in real life, and they channel it so well in the movie. I love all of the backstories about how, you know, Joan Crawford would weight down her wheelchair so it was harder for Betty Davis to push her, and (laughs) Betty Davis demanded they get a Coca-Cola machine instead of Pepsi. Like, there's just so much drama between these two women who were Hollywood dames at their Hollywood damiest, and the movie itself is so just gross, and it goes for it, and they're both awful, and... You don't know one of them's awful, but she's really awful. And Betty Davis just gives it her all. And the, one of my favorite end shots of any movie is Betty Davis on that beach. Oh, yeah, that is really good. Her. It's just beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I adore this movie. Uh, on another day, it could be further down my list. I won't lie. Oh. But on this day, it landed it's, at 19. Yeah, um, I, I understand. Okay. You're 18. My 18 is... What is wrong with me? (laughs) My 18 is actually a remake of a movie. Ooh. No, not that one, everyone. (laughs) Not the one you think I mean. (laughs) Oh, and no, not that other one. Not this one. It's it's Dawn of the Dead. (laughs) Ah, The remake. 2004's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that one, everyone. (laughs) No, you know, nope. yeah, you heard me right. That one. Oh, we know. No, it is 2004's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I have nothing. I love that oh, movie. You know what, guys? That's my 18. Because that movie makes me happy. It mm-hmm. fe- makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> it makes me feel comfort. It makes me feel like a whole person. 
for for my for my money as someone who wasn't a huge zombie person mm-hmm. i guess i could say that i saw that i saw um night of the living dead which is not on my list and probably should be but i saw that really really young and i responded favorably to it meaning it freaked me out so much i was afraid to walk in fog alone <laughs> But this is this. I never really jumped on that zombie bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this fucking movie for me is like w- one of the most perfect ensemble horror films. Yeah. Um, like you, like they, time is taken with every character. Mm-hmm. I feel genuinely upset when we lo- inevitably lose each character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not perfect. There's some things i would change and probably whatever it's dated it's super dated sure um but in like the best possible way because <laughs> it's reminiscent of a very um pleasant time in my life yeah. i the first time i this is another movie that i saw for the first time with dylan um he's like i think you might like this and i said dude i hate zombies get this the fuck away from me and he was like no i think you'll really like it and Oh my god, when Andy, the gun store owner, I sobbed to the point where he had to shut the movie off. Like, I couldn't breathe. I was crying so hard. That is such an (laughs) impressive thing it does, because it has built so much investment into this character who we never actually meet. Mm -hmm. You know, we see him, but we never even get to hear him talk until it's too late. Yep, I cried my Mm. little eyes out, and I love this movie. I don't know, again, this is another one. It... It, it, it came at me, at, you know, yeah. my, my resurgence of my film love. So, um, I, I love this one. Um, this is a case where I would say watch the theatrical cut, not the director's cut. Yes, I agree. The director's I've cut actually the, brings yeah. it down like a full grade for me. I've seen each one multiple times. Yeah, it expands all these dialogue scenes that just slow things down. It um it adds that weird Zack Snyder thinks gay people are weird yeah. <laughs> things to it. Yep. And it does something I absolutely hate, which is it adds a kiss. Oh <gasps> yes! Oh god, no! Which is so pisses me mm-hmm. off because the mm-hmm. there's a really beautiful, very understated you know, potential romance that the theatrical cut handles so well. And then the director's cut like adds a kiss that is so inappropriate and weirdly timed and hurts the movie. Um, So it's one that like really, really, I cannot urge you more to just watch the theatrical cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, this one's so much fun. Um, I saw it in the theater. (laughs) I saw it in the theater three times. Yep. Uh, granted, I was younger then. Um, I lived closer to a movie theater. But the first time I saw it, I saw it with my mom. Um, like, she had come in to visit. I was in college at the time. And, you know, we went to see it, like, after brunch one day. And the best thing was we went to, like, the first showing of the day. It was a Sunday morning. And the movie ends, and we know to stay there for the credits, uh, which that's I the credit, I mean, the post-credits, <gasps> multiple post-credits sequences. Yeah. But we're stand- we're waiting. We're like the only ones in the theater still there. And then we realize behind us, there's like these two little old ladies way in the back row that were there too, that stayed the whole time. And like, we just hear them walking out and they're talking about like, oh, so do you want to go shopping now? Okay. And I'm like, I want to know everything about why they were here and they liked it. <laughs> they, I mean, they stayed through the whole Absolutely. thing. Yeah. Through the post credits, no less. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's a special movie. It looks great. It has such a cool... Um, again, as much as we're, we can be pretty hard on Zack Snyder as we have been in the past, see our Sucker Punch 300 episode. Um, but there's some things he does really well and 
his camera in this movie and his pacing in this movie yeah like shows the energy i always want him to get back to as a filmmaker yeah it's good storytelling yep. Okay. Oh, that was your 18, right? That's mine. Okay, my 18. Uh, Going back to him, one of the first R-rated movies I remember seeing in the theater, uh, not alone, but when I shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I went, my brother wanted to see this movie, and he had to be maybe like 14 at the time, and I was eight or nine. Oh no. Uh, and I was really nervous because we went to see it and then he went to go to the, which I don't know how he was able to get a ticket because he was young, but he went to the bathroom and I sat there and I remember being like, oh my God, they're going to come take me away. Thank goodness they didn't because otherwise I might never have seen Paul Verhoeven's Total Recall. Yeah. Not on my list, but could have been easily. Yeah. You could, honestly, you could take any one of these mm-hmm. off and put yeah. that in and it would be an acceptable list. Um, I mean, you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger in his best performance, where the movie is still, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was never really cast right because it was always hard to buy him as being a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie comes the closest you've ever seen to A, really engaging him. Like, he's really on in this movie. He's funny. He's tr- he's working with actors in this movie mm-hmm. really well. He has chemistry with actors. Um, you know, he has chemistry both with the women and with the men. Like, it's a really good Arnold performance. Um, some of the best violence in any movie that came out in the theaters. The violence is brutal in this movie. Yeah. Uh, you've got Michael Ironside, which, not gonna lie, is always gonna be a point. And he might show up again. Um, and it's just a really cool setup. The movie's pacing, it just moves uh, you get, you know, like, I can remember everything about the movie, and it's one of those, oh, it's on TV, I guess I'm not going anywhere movies. Mm-hmm, I can agree with that. Yeah, it's just joyous, pure joyous. I love it as well. Mm-hmm. I do. Your lucky number 17. 17. See, since these are out of order, I have to scan my mm-hmm. list and find it. There it is. 17 is, um... I get, this movie, you actually probably could have put UHF in here instead. You could have put um, Ghostbusters 2, because okay. I prefer that to 1. Whatever, we're not going to talk about it. You could easily swap this out with a bunch of other movies, but the one I decided to go with is um, Groundhog Day. Oh, It's just a movie that I saw probably younger than I should have, and I didn't understand all of it. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, realized, like, this is a fucking good movie. Like, a movie that you can look back and go, like, I might not be who I am if I hadn't seen that movie so much. Interesting, yeah. Um, so, Groundhog Day is mine. It's it's really funny and really clever, but yet was infinitely entertaining to a small child mm-hmm. for some reason. That's a um, Bill Murray factor. I guess and the Chris so. Elliott factor. I know. It's really, it's a really good movie, and I've watched it semi-recently, like, within the last maybe a year, year and a half. And it's it's still really funny. And it is one of those that are like, oh, I can't shut this off now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I have fallen down the well of Groundhog Day. Um, it is brilliant. And it it's, I haven't watched it. It's been way too long since I've sat down and watched it. Because mm-hmm. the same, like, I've seen it a bunch of times, but I haven't watched it as a kind of grown-up who might really watch it differently for some of the darker themes of it. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny movie. It's always going to be a funny movie. It's so funny. Yeah, but what it kind of has to say about life and all this stuff is is heavy if you 
decide to watch it that way, I think. Oh, absolutely. It is it's a very it's a very heavy, serious movie that mm-hmm. actually like has a really good lesson. I mean, like dude ends up spending all his time being a good guy. Mm-hmm. Like in the end, like that's great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's and, a, that's a good thing for a kid to see. And uh, let's face it, um, first screen appearance of a certain Michael Shannon. Oh yeah, yep. I yep. did know that. Yep. Young, Wait, it was his Michael first. Shannon. His, I believe I'm. Oh, I'd have to check. I feel like it was okay, his first okay. film. I might be wrong. It might have been. Like I believe his first you. Part in a big film, but there's a young Michael Shannon in that movie. Hooray! And I mean, we should all be grateful for that. We are grateful for it. All right, my 17 is, um, we have covered this movie before. (gasps) What? 300? Uh, It is the first movie I remember watching at home on our VCR, the first movie I think we ever rented from the video store, and it's Clue. Yay, that's a good one. Uh, It's not on my list, uh, but I understand why it's on yours. It's a movie that has, you know, more recently kind of, gained its cult status as like a yeah. you know mainstream cult status which is fine i'm happy for people to see it um but this is the movie that first movie i learned about what homosexuality was mm-hmm. uh i learned a lot from this movie because this movie is very grown up but because of its kind of styling and slapstick it you know you could put a kid in front of it and it's entertaining to a you know to a six-year-old yeah um it gets funnier at it obviously got funnier as I grew up and under- got jokes better. Um, but it also gets funnier just in that when you watch it as an adult and real and appreciate how clever it is, how clever the wordplay is, how good everybody is at channeling yeah. that exact style. Um, I mean, Tim Curry is obviously a god. He's amazing in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you could look at Congo and see that as well. Uh, but this, you know... Uh, just such a big part of my childhood um and it just holds up it really really does hold up as just one i think one of the greatest comedies of the 80s yep i was surprised when we when we did it for the mm-hmm. show and rewatched it how much i liked it because we um paired it with high tension yep um a movie that i really liked high anxiety sorry <laughs> it'd be really funny if we Long movie. i'm very tired everyone <laughs> but that's a movie high anxiety is a movie that i watched a lot when i was younger mm-hmm. um more so than clue um i knew clue existed i think i definitely had seen it but it was again one of those like i never saw it all in order at the same time right. until i was older i was kind of surprised how better clue watched than something that i had really fond memories right, and something by mel brooks who, yeah you know. yeah but yeah, yeah i mean clue is a is a classic all right number 16 16 tons what do you get so it's really funny how many directors are showing up multiple times on this Um, i'm not surprised for you i think i only have one that shows up twice yeah i mean yeah um number 16 is a movie that i love that i'm actually as i'm saying it kind of surprised that it's this far down on the list (laughs) but i'm gonna go with it Number 16 is Scott Pilgrim. Oh. I love this movie. I know. I don't begrudge anyone for loving this movie. I think this is an outstandingly made movie. I just hate this character of Scott Pilgrim so much. I know. I like like it a lot. I've, I've watched it a bunch of times. It 
holds up for me. Um, I really like the characters. I think it's really funny. It's really quotable. I also think it's a very attractive movie. I oh, think Edgar God, Wright, it's beautiful. Edgar Wright did a really great job. Mm-hmm. Plus, I love the soundtrack. So that is... And it has Chip. It does. He's, he, he's, he's on my list he's twice. He's adorable in it. I don't know if anybody else is on my list twice. I'll have to think about it. Probably. You don't have Michael Ironside on there twice? No, I don't. But I'm sure you... You too. Uh, yeah, no, I I think Scott Pilgrim is a, is an outstandingly directed film. Yeah, I, I just like it on a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, and it is a movie that, that I've pushed on people. Mm-hmm. That's another good qualifier. Like, I made my, my mom, who's like, I don't want to watch this. She really likes this movie. Okay. So, <laughs> and she, you know, she's the litmus test, everyone. <laughs> Woo, what's your um what is it 16 my Scott 16 Pilgrim? um is a movie that i only saw for the first time a few years ago okay. uh and was one of those movies that i would say touched me in a way that i didn't expect to be touched mm-hmm. uh and one it's a rare movie and it might it's i would say um i have one other on the list like this of a movie that i would say made me look at the world a little bit differently and i can't quite put my finger on how um, but it is Vim Vendor's 1989's Wings of Desire. I love that movie. Yep. It's just, there is, I mean, it, it's not perfect. I think the, the the ending goes on a little too long. There is, mm-hmm. it's more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, indulgent than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, this movie is so beautiful, both like on an emotional, in an emotional way. Yeah. Um, it is essentially a movie about the beauty of humanity. And... How, you know, like you, you look around and how, just how like all of this beauty is kind of always going on. Um, and so you have the scene where the angel is just kind of looking around and reading everyone's thoughts. And it's just, you know, different people worrying about different things. But there's something, the way the angel looks at the people as he does that, there's this sense of realizing how much he's appreciating hearing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not, you know, it is not a perfect world. Uh, one of the things the angels do is kind of when somebody's about to kill themselves, let's say, they kind of can sometimes touch and stop somebody, and sometimes they can't. Um, and, you know, you have a love story that's uh, – it's rare that I can – that, like, this kind of love story works with me, where it's one of those love stories where the characters don't – you know, I don't see why they should fall in love on an intellectual or, like, you know, they don't stop and talk to each other and click and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just this sort of they know it's a soul love story in a way. Peter Falk is just – Peter Falk plays an angel. Of course I he know. does. Peter Falk. He's magical in it. Um, it's a movie that I, I – like when I – even when I think about it, I tend to get like – even like right now, I'm like, I find my eyes are welling and I don't oh. I know why. And it's yeah. just because it's a movie that really touches me and kind of makes me – appreciate the world somehow. Oh, yeah. I liked it too. You know. I, I only mean, watched City of Angels with Meg Ryan, but... Ugh, still. I hate that movie. I don't want to close my eyes. Oh no, that's not the wrong, that's the wrong song. Yeah, you were singing what's, Armageddon. I was. What's, what's the, what's that it's one? It's the Google Doll song. I know, but how's it go? That, and I don't, don't want to love you because I don't think that they'd understand. We That's shouldn't, it. we shouldn't quit our podcast. When everything might be broken. Yeah. You nailed it. You, you did, did it. it. Thank you. You're welcome. I did vocal warm-ups for the episode. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you do. You know. Uh, yeah. You're 15. 
<laughs> my 15. My 15 is, again, if you were to ask me, my top five Hitchcock movies. Okay. I don't even know if this would be in it. But this is the one that I usually point people to. Or uh, I say, like, well, if you're going to remake a Hitchcock movie... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you always say it like that, of course. I always. 15 is Strangers on a Train. Because oh. I love it so much. I still haven't watched it. You would, I think you would really like it. I, I've been meaning to forever. Strangers on a Train is crisscross. I like, kill you. I kill your wife. You kill my... And crisscross. Is it... Is that the one? <laughs> Drew Mama from a Train is based on... Um... Yeah, or influenced dude, by, inspired dude, by. Dude's feet on a train. Dude, like, says, hey, my wife's a pain, ain't she? Right, so right, the right. guy takes it upon himself to go, okay. you know, some fun. La-di-da-da-da, I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. But I really, really like this movie. Um, it's visually, it has some of my favorite um, Hitchcock visuals. Okay. There is the um, scene with uh, the murder reflected in glasses. Ah, that is nice. fucking awesome. Nice. Um, and there's the carousel scene in that. I really like it. I think it's good. It's got some of my favorite characters, hmm. which is a strange thing to differentiate, but um, characters that I like, not necessarily performances or actors, okay. but just the characters are, are great. Um, other than Dial M for Murder, which is not on my list, this is the one that if people say, like, I've never actually watched a Hitchcock movie, I will push that. Because okay, nice. I think they're really good. Um, I should really, really watch it. Yeah, I mean, if you ever think about it, I think you, I really think you'd like it. Mm-hmm. If you find you're in the mood for something like that, just go for it. Okay. Um, my number 15, uh, <laughs> talk about characters you like. I like a lot of the characters in this one. I think you do, too. What is it? Uh, this is a movie that has certainly um, influenced the, the l- more recent part of my life. Um, and I always say, I don't... I'm really glad that I live in a world where there are five step up movies. <gasps> yeah. And this was Did really you pick hard. Five? I debated. You um, three. I didn't. I went for three because I, I feel like three. to me, step up three or 3D is the worst. It's yeah. the best. It's, <laughs> it's the one where the movie fully embraces being yeah. an all out 80s dance movie with cell phones. You love the third I one. I love the third one. It's love it. the third one is where it just abandons any. Any attempt to be a real movie. Yep. Like, in part two, you have all this stuff about she's still, still trying. school and she still yep. has her foster mother and all this stuff. And part Strikes. three is like, nope, we got to save the rec center. And yep. we got to save the rec center. You get a lot of moose. You get the most moose you get in any of the movies, I think. I think you're right. You get, um, you still have the leading man issue, but you've got a great kick-ass leading woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a ridiculous villain. You get the most ridiculous costuming. Um, although, the, I mean, it gets crazier in part five, but like, this is where you just start, where they just start being like, okay, shoulder pads are back. Yeah. Now they are. Uh, this movie is just joyous to me. Um, that's the other thing I didn't tell you about Horror Hounds. So we're, um, Eric and I are in the hotel room, like, waiting. We're like, you know, let's just go. Oh, no. Like, I saw. She saw that. Yeah. It, yeah. So we go and sit down. We're like, let's just, like, maybe nap or something and step up. Five is on. And then the next day, like the same thing happened. We're like sitting down. We're about to like, okay, we should get moving. We have like MTV on and whatever's on that uh, Catfish is on, which I've never watched an episode. I see it at the gym all the time. The one episode I I ended up watching was the one where the person actually turned out to be the person. Uh, And it's over and we're like, oh, what's this? And then we hear the first three words of the movie and we're like, oh my God, it's step up four. 
uh, best weekend of my life, you know. How, you ne- you never left, right? No, no. We were so pissed because we had we eventually had yeah. to. So we and we had to leave like right at the big dance finale, which was fucked up. Um, but step up three is just fun. I I just love the step up movies because they are so unapologetically joyful about dancing. Yeah, and I think it really starts with Step Up 3D. Um. If you say so. I don't like the third one, but I like the franchise, so mm. I agree with you. Okay. Yay, that was a good pick. Thank you. I, I I had to have it on there, you know? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any step-ups on my list. If I did, it would probably be two. Okay. Just, so, just in case how, anyone no, was wondering. I understand. <laughs> You're so done with me. I do not agree, <laughs> but I understand. Um. Okay, well, my 14... <laughs> My number 14 is a movie mm-hmm. that I saw when I was way too young, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I understood it, but I am going to say that this movie is the reason why I love courtroom dramas as much as I do, why I love procedurals as much as I do, why when we had mock trial at school <laughs> and they said I could be the bailiff, it's, I was so fucking excited. It's my cousin Vinny, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh. It's, it's 12 Angry Men. <laughs> nice. Um, well done. And this is a movie, I think I tweeted about it last time I watched it. It was semi-recently that I went back to this, mm-hmm. within the last year. And I was like, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, I was genuinely surprised at how good yep. it was. I thought I had all these great memories of, like, watching it on, you know, on a Saturday afternoon. And it just being, like, you know, a movie. But it's referential. I mean, people reference it in... in it's influential and mm-hmm. it's a big deal movie for a reason. Like it's talk about character development. Yeah. Talk about Without names. Thro- exactly. Talk about throwing people together and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. Ugh. it was streaming, I don't think it is. I actually don't own it, which is a bummer. But um, if this is a movie that you have never seen and I get it, it's in black and white, but power through. <laughs> It's, it's worth so it. good. It is. I love it. I love it so much. Ugh. What a classy pick for you. Thank you. Yeah. I like to keep it. I like to keep it mixed up. It, <laughs> it makes my number fourteen being child's play. Yeah, very very fitting. I wish I wasn't sure if this was going to come in high or low because I know mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's it was a yeah, hard no. one to place too because there's a part of me that thinks you know like. Yeah, I probably, maybe I should have put Baby Jade in this place and this one further back. But just in terms of influencing my life, um, I I really would not be the person I am today without it's, Child's Play. It's true, you wouldn't. I don't know if you saw, um, I put something on my Facebook wall. Somebody found, it was like a uh, like little contraption that put eyeballs back in dolls' faces. <gasps> I don't think it's on your Facebook wall. It's on my wall, yeah. I and I, and I, I put it out there and I had to make a note to my brother to say, wow, my life would have been different if I'd had this when I was a kid. Because for those who don't know, here's the very quick story of why my blog is called Deadly Dolls House, for example, is when I was six, I got a doll. I always had stuffed animals. Ah, but I got a it's doll. creepy. Yeah, right? Um, I had this doll for a day. My brother poked the eye out of it. He didn't mean to, in fairness, but he did poke the eyeball out of it. Um, the eyeball fell into the doll's head, rolled around. I was horrified, and I never wanted to see the doll again. Mm-hmm. Fast forward six months. My sister is babysitting us. My mother is not home. Um, I don't do something my sister wants me to do, so she goes into her room and pulls out the doll, which she had then covered in fake blood, poked the other eyeball out, and basically made it into an Emily hunting doll, and she would chase me around the house with it when my mom wasn't home. Yep. Um, 
Then about a year later, it is 1988, and it is that same brother's birthday. He's turning nine. All he wants for his birthday is to go see Child's Play. Me, being six, um, says to my mother, I really don't think I should go see this movie. I am scared of dolls. I've seen the posters. Um, I am scared of it. I don't want to see it. Uh, those of you who are in a family with a couple of kids know that you can't always hire a babysitter just for that one kid. Um, so I go to the movies. My mother tells me, oh, just close your eyes because that works, right? Everybody. Yes. Um, I don't close my eyes. I am terrified. I am horrified. The movie's about a kid my age being hunted by a doll who wants to suck his soul out. Um, it was really upsetting for me. Uh, for a Several months thereafter, I would have nightmares of Chucky hunting me down, teaming up with the doll that my sister had, you know, so kindly turned into an Emily hunting doll. Um, And I grew up afraid of dolls. The next year for Christmas, um, my mother got me the VHS of Child's Play because I think my family felt that would, watching it would like help break me out of it. Oh no. In fairness, it did. Like by then I was kind of, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll watch it now. I'm, I'm not scared anymore. And I wasn't. Um, I went. I happily went to see Child's Play 2 in the theaters two years later. Um, and Child's Play, I've seen every Child's Play that I could in the theaters. Um, one of the few franchises I can say that for. Uh, I now love the movie. I still go back to Child's Play every once in a while, and I'm amazed at how it either still really scares me, or I find it really silly, and then I have a nightmare that night. Mm-hmm. And I am not even kidding. That happened to me a few years ago. It, it had been a couple of years since I'd watched it. And I put it on and I really was like angry at myself watching it. I'm like, oh God, you could have kicked him. Like if that was really, if that thing was really after you, you could have fought him. Like you would have been okay. And I went to bed that night and I was like 28 years old. And I woke up in the middle of the night having a nightmare about Chucky killing my family. Oh no. Um, it's, you know. You it's, poor thing. It is. It was a... What perhaps the most influential movie of all time on my little psyche? Yeah. I, so I mean, I I, you know, I get it. Can't live without it, and I think it. I think it's a good horror movie. I um, do too. It's not perfect, uh, but I I think it's good, and I you know, it was certainly the right movie for a, a little six year old Emily. Yeah, or the wrong movie, <laughs> or, or not the right movie. Yes. one way or another. Well, yeah, uh, we're up to lucky thirteen. Thirteen. Um. My number 13, again, it's so funny. I guess maybe this could have been swapped out with one of your movies that you already listed. Mm -hmm. But this is the movie I preferred growing Mm up. Um, I love it. I quote it. My boyfriend quotes it. Mm -hmm. I think anybody with a soul should quote it. Um, My number 13 is The Running Man. (laughs) Damn you. Um, I'm mad at myself for I debated so hard. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I feel like I can't have it in Total Recall on there. I got. I one. did the same thing. Yeah. Why? We could have done both. I know, but oh god, that was that was a hard, the hardest choice I had to make. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I, so glad you have I, it on your list. I thought the same thing, and I said, well, which one am I going to pick? Total mm-hmm. Recall, or am I going to pick Running Man? And I like Total Recall, and you know what? Total Recall might even be the better movie. Oh, I think I think without question, it's the better movie. But for me, Running Man was the movie that when it came on, I was like, no, let's put <laughs> down the Barbie dolls. for next 90 minutes. We're not talking. Yep. Let's fucking watch this. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved it. And, um, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's real good. It is so bonkers. It is so 80s. It, it is clever. It is satire. It has some hints of 
being it's a not, much smarter movie than it lets on. Yeah, it could have really embraced that oh, and made it aged a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly think if for oh my god, if Paul Verhoeven directed it, yeah, um, the world we would because it is very RoboCop esque in a lot of its satire. Yeah, um, and if that was Paul Verhoeven, this world would be too great. Um, it would be probably a a more competent movie. Mm-hmm. But, mm. I don't know, it's really fun. I think because it's so absurd, yeah. like, plus space scares me. So Total Recall um, <laughs> had a tendency to actually upset me, where this movie okay. was just fun. Um, I believe we talked about it, but who is your favorite of the runners? Fireball. Or not the runners. Yours, Fireball, huh? Fireball, yeah. Fireball. Yeah, we had a cat named Fireball. Oh, oh cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I... You know, like, in stark contrast to some of the other things I've said, like, this is a movie that I put on now, and I'm like, oh, I remember liking this more, (laughs) but I don't care. Oh, God, no. Because the good parts are, like, so good, and sure, it gets goofier than I remember, and, like, it takes a little bit longer for it to Mm. accomplish things, but I don't give a shit, because it's an amazing movie. It's amazing. It's so The soundtrack is great. Oh, Um, I'm a Dynamo girl. Of course. Of course I am. Of course you are. I'm the opera singing guy that electrocutes people like with a light break machine. That's me. Do you know that I think that says a lot about us? I agree. I agree. That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that Maria Conchita Alonso ties her hair back and she's so kick-ass in the movie. She really is. Yeah. It's a good one. And I love that um, clearly Arnold Schwarzenegger has a type (laughs) and like... Yeah, you know, like you look at her, and then you look at Rachel uh, Dakotin in um, Total Recall, and like, yeah, definitely, is, yep, that works. I like that. Oh, so oh, far, so good. See, I want to watch it right now. I know we're gonna have to stop just to go watch yep. it. Yep. Um, my number thirteen was a movie that I just, you know, I looked at my list. I'm like, it is. I I have to have something from this universe in here. It is so. Again, talk about I wouldn't be the film fan and the media fan that I am without it. Um, debated, because I kind of thought, truthfully, I should have put the Ewok two, Ewoks 2 movie on there. Uh-huh. But instead, I went with The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I didn't even think about all those there Star Wars movies. It's hard because I think you almost, like, we're saying the same about, like, Step Up, let's say, you know. You yeah. kind of feel like you can't separate them as a universe. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely, like, part of this, as Empire Strikes Back, kind of represents the whole Star Wars universe for me. Because mm-hmm. um, I can tell you, the movie I watched the most as a kid was The Ewoks 2. Yeah. Uh, but, truthfully, if you if I had to save one movie for the rest of my eternity, it would be The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... The Empire Strikes Back. I don't really. This know what is else thirteen, to say. right? Thirteen, lucky thirteen. That's solid. Yoda. I know. I mean, I life would be different without Yoda. Yep. My well, my first um, AOL screen name wasn't MST Yoda Meister for nothing, folks. My ring really bearer cute. wasn't a Yoda statue for nothing. He was. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. I didn't honestly didn't even think, and I've been in your guest room, that which is. Has, quite a few Star Wars action figures yeah. uh, hung on the wall. And posters yeah. and yeah, I don't know. I never that never registered as something that you would pick. It's just something that's a part of me, you know. Maybe maybe that's it's so far off yeah, my Yeah, you don't list. even notice that I actually went to um 
like one of those American Mary-esque body modifiers and got my Yoda ears. You never even noticed that. That's true. Well, it, I guess so it just looks so good. You know? yeah. yeah, so used to them. <laughs> oh, you. That's a good one. Thank you. Do you have any more? Is that it? There's no more Star Wars? Uh, no. But yeah, that is that is the okay. sole representation of it. Oh, cool. Interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Your, in, your list is very interesting. I'm enjoying it. Ah, Unfold. Oh. Oh, thank you. So similar, yet so different. Yet so different, yeah. <laughs> we have those connecting threads, and then we have those differences. Yeah, but, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I'm curious to, to know if my um, number 12 is on your list. Um, this, this was one of the first movies I wrote down. It has bounced everywhere from, like, the top mm. five to, like, almost getting kicked off. Okay, and now it lands <clears throat> right in the middle. Right in the middle, and I'm confident in this this rating. My number 12 is Halloween. Ah, uh, it is not on my list. I, um, it, it's definitely, it has to be on the list because this is another one. I watched this movie for the first time when I was in eighth grade. I, this is an old one I saw when I was younger, and it really bothered me. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching it with a girl who could not pay attention. Oh, that bitch. And I was like, how is she not really upset by this movie? Like, pay attention. She kept getting up. I think we watched it on Halloween, and she kept getting up and getting candy. I'm like, bitch, sit down. Can you imagine if she had a cell phone back then? Ugh, exactly. Like, we're watching this. But then, I mean, years go by, I don't see it again until I'm an adult, and I was like, whoa, this really is an actual good movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like this franchise. Um... I, I like three a lot. Oh, I, um, I, I, like, gonna, I said, yeah, and then I'm like, actually, I only really like one and three. I like three. I like H2O. <laughs> We've, like, I'm not a fan. I like for real like H2O, and like for a joke, I like Resurrection. <laughs> but for real, I like H2O. I think that movie's real good. I have a soft spot. I don't know if you could tell for like 90s. I know. <laughs> I, I, I know this well. Um, I really like H2O, but Halloween is, you know, it's a movie. It is the movie that started the slasher. It is. And it. what's so cool about that is it's not only that, but it's also just a good movie. It's really good. Yeah. So that's why it was kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, oh, yeah. You put it on because, like, it was influential and it started a whole, like... Genre the, that you love. Exactly. and But it was also good. Yeah. So no, I I fully understand it and endorse it. Woo-hoo. It's not on mine because I think in many ways I never had that first viewing experience of it. Yeah. Um, I just remember growing up and getting all of them mixed up in my head because they were always on. I'd seen everything out of order. Um, I don't – I remember eventually when I was like – it was the, the Monsters HD era as I like to call it. Uh, in the early 2000s, there was a TV station called Monsters HD, um, and it was the greatest channel of all time, and they just, they showed horror movies all the time, Mm -hmm. and I saw a lot of things for the first time that way, and that was, I think, finally when I recorded Halloween, and was like, I'm gonna sit down and watch this, because I don't know that I've seen it beginning to end, and doing that made me realize I hadn't ever seen it beginning to end, but I had, but I had, um, I had seen it in bits, I had seen it talked about so much that it, never had the chance to have the punch on me that I would have liked it to. Yeah. You know. I, I have many experiences similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love it. Um, I love Donald Pleasance in it. Uh, the music is, you know, in a world of its own. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I rewatch three kind of every year because <laughs> three is 
more my style because it's candy. No, three is real good. It's so much fun. It's it's, yeah. It makes there are so many things that just don't make any sense about it, but I love it. it. So good. But I can objectively say one is the best of them without question. Well, yeah, I guess. And that it is. If you're into that kind of. If you're into, like, quality or that shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, one is uh, is definitely in the top ten horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's just not my personal. I accept that. Okay. So my no- <laughs> we get to my number 12. Yay! Okay, yes. my number 12 might be the first movie I remember seeing in the theaters. Because it would have been 1986, so I would have mm-hmm. been uh, a little girl of four. Um, and I distinctly remember seeing it and then riding home in the car and taking out my uh, – McDonald's had just re-released, I think – or not McDonald's, but Disney had re-released Bambi. So McDonald's was issuing, um, like, Bambi toys in the Happy Meals. So I yep. had Thumper and I had a Care Bear that uh, was a Care Cousin. It was the little gentle heart who was the lamb. Yep. She had curly hair. And that was my Seymour and Audrey, uh, because my number 12 is the 1986 musical telling of Little Shop of Horrors. Of course it is. Um, I guess it's the first musical that shows up on my list. A little kind of surprising, to I be know. honest. I know. Not, not, not nearly as many musicals I would, as I would have thought. Um, but this is easily... This is my... I think I can kind of say it without giving anything away. Uh as far as a when you when you say quote unquote musical where the first definition of the movie is musical, mm-hmm. um, this is my favorite musical in that sense. Yeah, uh, it is so sweet for one thing. Uh, the music is great. Um, the The look is great. The way uh, and this is directed by Frank Oz. It is impeccably directed. Um, mm-hmm. It's so much fun it moves so well it uses its setting great the puppetry is amazing um and ellen green and rick moranis are just wonderfully earnest and sweet and talented you get steve martin as a dentist in all the and you get bill murray in best cameo ever possibly yeah Uh, i like this movie a lot it's not on my list but yeah uh it's one too that has such a great if you've ever watched the alternate ending which was the original ending um it's fascinating to watch but it was so wrong for the movie and i'm so happy they went with the ending that they do mm-hmm. which is the happy ending um it is just a movie that is so sweet um but earns it and it's just wonderful and i love it yeah it's it's a good one mm-hmm. i um i watched it a lot when i was a kid yep. and it it had an impact on me for sure but mm. see what you and i attach to is so very different mm, indeed mm, indeed, indeed. Mm. i i can't wait to find out if there'll be more musicals on your list oh well won't you have to find out oh number yay. 11 okay 11 um it's the final appearance of this director shocking i know because we <laughs> haven't made the top 10 oh, wow um oh uh is it Psycho? It is Psycho. Oh, yes! I got one. Yeah, you did it. It's Psycho. Again, probably not my favorite Hitchcock movie, <laughs> but this is the one, like, I, you know, oh, they pulled a Psycho. Oh, they're pulling a Psycho. Yeah. I say they pull a Psycho about everything. The ending of that movie, the shower scene of that movie, the, the, the remake the of that out, movie. Right? The fake out in that movie. I say 
everything is a reference to this movie. Constantly, I'm like, oh, that's music from Psycho. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the music they play when she's driving in Psycho. I, I have a, a weird fixation with this movie, even though it is not my favorite Hitchcock. <laughs> um, I just really love it. And I think about that scene where the investigator is falling backwards down mm-hmm. the stairs. I say I think about that scene maybe once every two weeks for no reason. It just pops into my head. Maybe in your past life you were Martin Balsam. Maybe. I love this movie. I understand. It's so good. There, There is so much, so many reasons this movie is so good and, and reasons why it is still culturally so important. Uh, I mean, it's a movie that killed the Hays Code, which bless it for that. Mm. You know? So good. Yeah. Yeah. The Bates so. of the House. Um, do you watch Bates Motel? I watched the mo the most. <laughs> I watched most of the first season. Okay. I could not get into it. Okay, I understand. It's a very flawed show, but Vera Farmiga and Freddie Highmore are so wonderful that they make me forgive a lot of what I don't like about it. Yeah. Which is mostly anything that doesn't involve the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Again, a world without Psycho would be a very different world. Uh, and something, too, I love about Psycho is I've read the book. I like the movie so much more. Yeah. I, I have, I've never read the book, but you're not the only person mm-hmm. that says that. Yeah. That's a common, yeah. a it's common feeling. It's just institutions of that movie. You know, the, the creepy guy at the hotel, mm-hmm. the protagonist bait and switch, uh, which, you know, has been done since, but it is done so brilliantly in that movie. Yeah, and, and laid the groundwork for it to occasionally be done again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it is a classic. And again, the Ooh. moment to me that that sh- sells it as a movie, the, the moment you realize how invested you are in that movie, is when Norman's trying to drown the car, and suddenly you're like, "Drown! Oh, why am I rooting for Norman? Yeah, uh, because he's who I'm rooting for." That great moment of playing with the audience and making them realize I might be on the wrong side. Yeah, uh, brilliant. Yeah. So good. Uh, my number 11 is not brilliant. Okay. Um, I am not going to make excuses for this movie. This movie Oof. is very flawed. This is very damning already. This, is a, this was a big budget movie. Um, its lead is woefully miscast. Uh, it is probably historically, like, really inaccurate. Um, I thought you said you only had one step up movie on this. Oh, <laughs> Girl. No, Step Up 1 did not make my list, Christine. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, but, however, that being said, this movie is one of those movies that I I can watch if it's on TV. And it's on BBC, um, that channel, all the time. And it's so dangerous because it's on and then I'm like, well, I'm not going anywhere for the next two and a half hours. Because this movie is like two and a half hours. And it doesn't have to be two and a half hours. But if it wasn't two and a half hours, we might not get... A line like, a spoon. Why a spoon? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Um, I, I think I might, but I ain't never seen it. Uh, I'm talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh. I didn't realize you liked this movie that much. I mean, in all fairness, and I think anybody that knows you knows this, you you do reference it on occasion. Oh, I, I will not <laughs> lend a spoon to anybody at work, which for some reason I'm asked to quite a bit. Um... You can't ever ask me for a spoon without me going off on on dialogue from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know it's not great. I know it has a lot of problems, 
but it's so pretty. It is filmed on location. It looks great. Um, Alan Rickman gives one of the best performances of all time ever yeah, he's, in anything. He's real good. He is so good. He is just eating scenery as if it were nachos. He is having a blast. He is doing his own thing. Um, I mean, there's actually a lot of good performances and good actors in the movie. Uh, I love that um, Maid Marian is is a pretty great character. She defends herself. She fights for herself. She's it. It's rare for that kind of movie to give a a strong female quote unquote. Um, the soundtrack is the musical soundtrack is so good. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I one day randomly thought to myself, I really wonder if anybody ever did a figure skating uh, routine to Robin Hood, and they did. Thank you, Katarina Vitt. Um, <laughs> it is. It's just a. It was one of the first Blu-ray. It might have been the first Blu-ray I bought. Uh, oh, fun! Because I was just like, oh my god, it's here in its uncut form. There's another forty-five minutes of this already too long movie that I can watch forever. Um, yeah, Costner is does not belong in the movie, but he kind of knows it, so he's he's charismatic even if he's miscast. Uh, it's just fun. And it is my, I used to call it my guilty pleasure because I, you know, it's, it is the movie that I'm like, eh, kind of embarrassed to say isn't my 11th favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is I would watch this movie any day of the week. Damn right. Yep. No such thing as guilty no pleasure. No such thing as guilty pleasure. I have no shame in anything. Right? That's right. Awesome. Yep. Good. Well, we've reached the top we've 10, huh? We've reached the top 10. Um... So my number ten. Uh huh. I mean, if you honestly, if you know me, this isn't a surprise. Um, but I feel like it's it's. I was surprised when it was my top ten. Um, it's it's Scream. Okay, <laughs> Scream is my top ten movie. Of I have I have no problem with that. Um, I love it, and those that franchise is like my favorite thing. I have this weird like feverish passion for that <laughs> franchise and I don't know I, I I love it so much I I I'm a fan of New Nightmare okay, that one that which Freddy I just movie. find kind of boring I want to like it more than I do love it I loved it when I first saw it on some on cable probably um and then I was like they made this thing a movie a whole movie about <laughs> oh, this idea lovely. um so great ugh I can't I'm fine with all the all the things that spawned. Um, some of them are actually good. I like I like the fourth one. I like I like the fourth one actually. I like the third one. The second one's a little meh. Oh, see, I love the second one. I think they lose their footing in the second one. Oh, no, but third one I don't like at all. It's like my it's one of my favorite franchises. Um, I don't know. Now, I, what was your first experience with it? Did you see it when it came out? I saw it when it came out on VHS, okay. like right when it first came out, um, and I loved it, and the person I saw it with hated it, <laughs> um, and it was a really long time before I ever watched it again, mm-hmm. because it left this sour taste in my mouth, like maybe I'm wrong, right. this other person who's supposed to know more about horror movies than me really hated it, mm. Um but then it kind of, it, it started to make a little bit of a resurgence, I'm like, people that actually were talking about movies and horror film. Mm-hmm. And then there were like the, um, the home, the homosexual implications of certain scenes in that movie, right. which I always think is very interesting. Um, 
and it made me revisit it and then, you know, kind of, I had seen the second one, I think, on TV, but then really take a look at the other films as they came out. And I was like, these are great movies. This is a great franchise. I love this fucking thing. And I, and I do. I, I passionately love that film. It holds up for me big time. And the fourth one, I think, is great. The most recent one. Um, I really enjoy it. Yeah, the, um, I mean, Scream was very special to me because it was, I, I saw it in the theater. I was, I guess I would have been 15. Mm-hmm. It was really exciting to go to the movies and, you know, this is this is kind of pre-internet or it's like pre when we're really using the internet the way we are now. And so I knew there was a new horror movie. I was excited to go see it because I loved horror. Most of my friends didn't, but I could occasionally get them to go to the movies with me. And to sit there in 1997 in a theater, in a movie theater, people, um, and to watch a meta horror slasher, I had never seen anything like that on the screen before. And to sit there and realize I am getting these references, people around me aren't, um, this movie is speaking to me, I feel like this, like, that was amazing to me. I felt special. Yeah. And I felt, like, so happy that finally somebody got it. Finally somebody was saying all the, you know, the things about the first guy you suspect and I'll be right back and don't have sex in a movie and all of those things that I knew, obviously, because I watched movies. Um, But that to see it, like, said by somebody that could make a movie was really exciting to me. And I think, on one hand, the movie's... I love that it's 90s dated because the fashion in that movie, I love how 90s it is. Yeah. Um, It's dated in that, yes, it did, there are 20 movies made in the next five years that were inspired by it and heavily borrowed from it. Um, Yeah, maybe not as clever as I thought it was when I was 15. Yeah, I can see that. And people, because horror fans just love to hate stuff, and they love to hate stuff that did well. Fuck you, horror fans, because it was really exciting to be 15 and see Scream. Yeah, no, I can agree with that yeah. i mean and I, yeah i like the franchise quite a lot uh again i love to um it yeah i it gave a resurgence of horror it, it which ended up going in a direction i didn't like and again that's why i really didn't like h2o because i feel like that was the um it, it took what scream did and then what most of those movies did which i know what you did last summer did and so did um, yeah you know, disturbing behavior, they kind of neutered it quite a bit. Because, I mean, with Scream, it's pretty dark. and It is, absolutely. You know, There's some disturbing scenes in that movie. Yeah. That, the final the final scenes in the kitchen with Billy and Stu are just rough. really, yeah. really... I saw a cut I had never seen before. If anybody can clue me in, I think I saw it streaming on Netflix, and it's not the cut that I own. Hmm. I saw a longer cut where it was a lot more bloody interesting and it's just it's so good yeah well and the you know i know that the original dewey was supposed to die um i understand why they didn't kill him and i think it was the right decision for that movie but i wish they had done it in subsequent movies just because it got to the point by scream three where nobody of the core cast was dying Mm -hmm. and i thought that really did hurt it at that point because then it did feel like it wasn't dangerous anymore Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first film is, you know, for most people watching horror movies released in the theater at that time, you weren't going to get that body count. Yeah. Uh, and the movies that came after Scream, most of them didn't give you that body count. Mm-hmm. Um, and H2O is one that I always go back to because ultimately 
nobody of importance to the movie dies. Um, and that sounds really morbid of me to complain no, about, but it no, doesn't really no, bother no. me for that movie. I've never looked at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. I've never, so I can completely understand. Yeah, why I mean, it's you a very that. me being like sixteen and watching movies and being like, "Oh yeah, everybody lived. Fuck that." Um, no, I but I mean, that's that's kind of was the benefit of that franchise. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. No, I I have a. Uh, yep, Scream was a really important movie to me. So. Me I can too. It being there. But only later not the first time i saw it and for me it was the reverse that was a movie Mm. that was very special to me when i was 15 yeah um yeah i i I enjoy it quite a bit also i just clicked over to twitter real quick and i swear hashtag pll finale oh my god they're gonna reveal who a is i can't go on social media are you fucking kidding me christine they've done that before so i don't think they're really revealing it they're just revealing like one character that's working heavily with a oh my god okay i can't uh so yes i have to note to self don't 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 go on facebook yet but um, just tell me your next pick. And number set. 10. Um, one of the... Okay, from here on, I think this is the most recent... Not the newest movie on my list, but it's the movie that I had watched most recently, I guess. Okay. And I would have watched it maybe in 2011 or so. Um, this is Don McKellar's Last Night. Which oh, I do know. Yeah, no, I know what this is. You haven't seen it, though, have you? I have not, no. Okay. Uh, 1996, I think, or 97, a Canadian film. You can tell it's Canadian because Sarah Polly is in it and mm-hmm. David Cronenberg is in it and yep. anybody else with a Canadian citizenship is in it. You have mentioned it recently. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is an end-of-the-world movie. Uh, it is the last night on Earth. Everybody knows the Earth is going to be no more at midnight. Um, this I brought up quite a bit when we talked about... Um, Seeking a friend for the end of the world. Yeah. Because it's it's both a very similar setup and also kind of a similar sentiment in some ways. It has that same, you know, kind of sadness of like, we're all going to die. Uh, this is kind of, with Wings of Desire, one of those movies that just makes me kind of sit back and look at the world and think about the world a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an ensemble movie about all different people and how they're spending that last night on Earth and some are partying and some are working and, you know, some are just having sex and some are looking, you know, kind of looking to just form that one last connection before it all goes. Uh, it is... It, so it's not just that it's an end-of-the-world movie, which obviously I have a thing for. Um, mm-hmm. It's also just... it's the, It's a really... It's a movie filled with humanity, and I feel like every character in it is a person, um, and there's just something very universally human about it that just ends up really getting me without me exactly knowing why. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't exactly cracked what it is about the movie that gets me so much, um, but it's, I find it's really affecting, and it just, it you know, it makes me feel a little better. Makes you feel better. Not like, oh, the world's a great place. But there's something about that movie that like, I feel more whole after I watch it. Oh, like me with Dawn of the Dead. There you go. Which is weird. A little bit. Um, I, I like your pick. Thank you. Um, that's very appropriate for your number 10, I think. Mm-hmm. Knowing your proclivities. Yeah. I feel pretty good about my number nine. Let me hear it. Um, my number nine... Is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, very nice. Very um, nice. I really like it. It's, it's so much fun. 
it's again for me a per like they made this movie for me mm-hmm. um people i remember when it came out people were clamoring about it screaming about how good it was and mm-hmm. i was like i doubt it's gonna be funny or a good zombie movie well, especially because you hear zombie horror comedy yeah and when people that um, this sounds so snobby but when people that aren't movie people talk about it you're like oh, no it's not it's you don't it's not gonna be that good yeah um I didn't think I would laugh at it. I didn't think it would mm-hmm. be anything, but it's it's funny. It's like a good zombie movie, and it's touching. Um, the first it's time so I sweet. yeah I watched it, I think I cried um, when Sean Sean's mom dies. Um, yeah, spoilers if you nice. haven't seen Sean. So good in it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really smart. It's really clever. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. It almost wasn't on my list, and then I remembered Good. that I needed to put it on my I'm list. I'm glad you remembered. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm curious if my number nine is going to show up on your list. <gasps> Me too, because we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. I know. Mine is, okay, this is 1984. Uh, along with the Ewok movie, this is probably the mm-hmm. movie I watched the most as a kid. Um, I would like to, rather than just say the name of the movie, do 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 um so do you want me to tell you together again do you want me to tell you because it's a major spoiler is number nine for you or your number eight is it the muppet stick manhattan yeah um it's on my list that's on my list okay um don't tell me where okay um I will spoil and say the Muppet movie is not on my list. Okay. Because I didn't start enjoying that movie until I was much older. They used to show it to me when I was little, and I would get fucking bored. Give me one of the good ones, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really, now, it's it's easily, it's a very important movie to me now, but it yeah. did not make my list. Yep. But this one did, so sure, let's talk about it. Yeah, no, I'm the same way, because the Muppet movie, now when I watch the Muppet movie, I am just overwhelmed with emotion. Yep. Um, but the same thing, as a kid, I watched the Muppet movie and I liked it, but the Muppet Stick Manhattan was the one that was just candy for me. Mm-hmm. I could watch it over, my poor family, I could watch it and did watch it over and over and over again. Yep. Uh, the songs are great. Um, it's oh. not Paul Williams' music, but the music is just so good. Uh, I mean, I walked down the aisle to He'll Make Me Happy. Oh my god, I don't know if I knew that! Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things where, like, it was like a no-brainer of like, oh, so what are we gonna play? Well, we have to play Somebody's Getting Married, and that's... Of course! The thing I could think of to walk down the aisle to is He'll Make Me Happy! Um, because this is what a wedding was to me. It was the wedding in the Muppet Steak Manhattan. I saw the wedding piggy at the Museum of the Moving Image, oh, Jim Henson exhibit, and oh. I burst into tears. Of course you did. <laughs> uh, it's... I mean, this movie is so funny. Um... There's just so much to it. So many of the jokes are great. The fashion is great. All the Muppet fashion fashion is is great. It is so good. Um, I quote so much of this movie so often. Um, And it's about Broadway. It's a musical. And the Muppets just want to make it to Broadway. More frogs and pigs and and whatevers. Um, It's the Muppets Take Manhattan. Yep, I will always love it. So we will, uh, we'll, we'll all back away until we get to uh, where it is falls on your yeah, list. Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay. Maybe it's on my list. Maybe, Who knows? Whatever. I don't know. 
Uh, so you're number eight. My number eight is a remake. Yeah, it is that one. That one you're thinking of. It's The Thing. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, the the only remakes that matter are The Thing and The Fly. And The Blob. And The Blob. That's true. I really do like The Blob. Yeah. But um, The Thing. I fucking love it. Sure. Another one I saw and I was way too young and I was mm. shocked that when I grew up it was a really fucking good movie. <laughs> it's so good. You know what I'm noticing with me? I'm looking back and I'm thinking that maybe I have a thing for really strong ensemble casts. Yeah. Which that does show up a lot for you. Because I was about to say, it's got such a good ensemble cast <laughs> and you get really upset when everybody gets picked off. Mm-hmm. And I said that exact same thing about Dawn of the Dead. I could have said that about The Descent. Final Destination is similar. 12 Angry Men is just literally 12 men in exactly. a room. Um, so maybe that's my thing. It's not a bad thing to have. I'm really into it. But this is a great movie. It's creepy. It's upsetting. Um, the, the thing that I remember most, and I, this movie was always on when I was young, mm-hmm. is when you know they're, they're doing the blood test. And um, how fucking scary it is. Not even, like, the the bodies dripping and transforming and attacking. Not even that. Just the tension of, mm-hmm. like, is this blood going to freak out when, when yeah. we test it? Because you and don't know. Something that is revisited in the faculty, which easily could have been on this list. <laughs> I wondered if it would if show you, up. If you caught me at a different time, I would have put the faculty on this. But it's it's a similar idea in that movie. I mean, that is like the thing in school, right, you know, an invasion of the body. Yeah, and and it's really effective. And God, this cast is so good. Ugh, it really is. Man, man, this movie's so it's good. good movie. I want to watch it right now. It's. <laughs> And it's attractive, and I love movies in the snow. Oh, me too, and I always want every movie to be set in the snow, and it yeah. isn't. And it's so sad when someone, when you find, like, when somebody dies, mm-hmm. or you find out that, yeah, it's just really, it's a bummer. And it has one of the best endings of any horror movies. Oh, <gasps> yes! They don't do that stuff anymore. No. It's really good. And you, you don't know, and you feel like both actors know, both characters know, or do they know? They probably like they don't know what each other knows, and you'll just never know. Mm. Yeah, so love good. it. Yep. yep. So this one is not on your list. It's not on my list. No, I, I just I've never again similar to Halloween. I've never had that. You know, I don't remember the first time I watched it. I remember a couple of years ago, I was like, I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched it, and I did, and I'm like, okay, I think I yeah, it's great. But oh, I just I never I just never had that um direct connection to it i think i just waited too long to really really watch it yeah but i love it and i can totally appreciate it and understand why it would be anybody's favorite horror movie yeah i i i dig it a lot Mm -hmm. i think it's a lot of um a lot of fun and it it it's one of i like to point to it for really good tension and stuff and it is disturbing and it's kind it's gross and there is like some upsetting practical effects Mm -hmm. oh god like but like for me the the best parts of that movie are, are the really quiet creepy tension and paranoia and suspense mm-hmm. um, it's but they balance the two really well so there's something for if you do want like a weird dog monster like that's there you get a dog monster yeah. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for it's hey, here hey <laughs> sometimes you just need a weird dog monster man sometimes you do all right Ooh. What's yours? My number eight makes for a really good um, double bill with a thing. 
Okay. Um, the blob. No, um, but there are blobs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you haven't seen it, and I'm going to fix that. I have a plan. Uh, <gasps> this is the, easily the newest movie on my list. This is um, one of the few, maybe not the newest, but it's one of the few that was made in the 21st century. Uh, it is the only Pixar movie on my list. Oh, it no. It is Wally. No! Why no? I'm afraid of that movie. It'll make oh, me sad. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, no, it's not sad. It is beautiful. It is, it, happy. It is happy. Um, this movie is a, is a feat of filmmaking. It is incredible to, when you watch it and realize that there is no dialogue in the first 45 mm-hmm. minutes and you don't notice it because it's just so good. It manages to make, um, the fact that Wally the robot is so lovable and wonderful and yet he doesn't say words um it's it's incredible animation it's incredible storytelling it is one of the darkest just you know future movies certainly the darkest one aimed at kids yeah um it packs a lot of messages about uh you know about taking care of the earth and yourself uh there are many times in my life where i kind of like you know, often, like, want to, like, oh, I was going to sit home all day. I wish I had a stick to poke the TV with. And then I honestly do think, like, no, because then I'd be a person in Wally, and I don't want to be that person. Oh, like, it does so actually cute. make me want to be more active at all times. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even kidding about that. Um, but it's also, it is one of the most beautiful love stories. Uh, one can see it really does manage to create this beautiful romance between these two robots. Um, it's the movie that makes me not kill cockroaches. Like, I try not to kill cockroaches because there's a cockroach in the movie and he's a pet mm-hmm. and I like him. Um, the soundtrack is amazing. The The look of that movie is amazing. Uh, and it's just one that easily, I think, is... To me, it is the best movie of, like, the last, you know, uh, 15 years or century or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just gets me. And I, I sob like a baby when I watch it. Why would you do that to me then? Because it's so good. And it's like, I Lies. sob, but it's not like, I don't know, it's not um, uh, uh, Gilbert Grape where like, I sob because everybody keeps dying and getting made fun of. Like, I sob because it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because the, you know, when you think something bad happens and it doesn't, and the release of realizing that it's going to be okay and the joy this character has that it's okay are just the kind of thing that like you just cry because it's beautiful okay it's wonderful you st- that's, that's really it. high praise but it's terrifying it's, so good. it's not like atonement where i'm like where you're really gonna cry because it's sad oh god yeah. like no i'm i'm gonna make you watch it one of these days okay my parents dog is named wally oh that's cute yeah. All right. Okay, lucky seven. Number seven is a movie. It has Muppets in it. Oh, does it? But it also has a big caper. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, number seven is a great Muppet great caper. Great Muppet caper. All right. Nice um, choice. Honestly, if I hadn't been so blah about the Muppet movie, this easily could be the Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... The water, the water sequence in this oh, at the fashion the show scene, P- Piggy in the water, and Charles Grodin are things I think about regularly. Yeah. <laughs> it is so vivid in my yep. mind. 
I just, I can't, I cannot give any other reason for how, how much I loved this and how, like, I, there were no words to express, <laughs> like, how awesome it was. And when Piggy's on the motorcycle and she drives through the window, badass. like, I thought that was so cool. She's and so I didn't even, in this movie. I never even really liked Piggy that much, but in this movie, mm-hmm. I'm like, she's really making things happen. This stuff, oh God. If, the fucking house when she steals the side of the building and they go to the supper club. Mm-hmm. This is, It's such a ridiculous movie. It's so absurd. Happiness Hotel uh, is one of my favorite Muppet songs. Me too. Because it's just chaos and it's fun. Yeah, it's got some good jokes in it too. Yeah. And it's, oh. it's fun because it's, it's like the Muppets are playing dress up. Yes, it really does the feel concept, that way. But there's something so cool about that. And as a kid, like... It's really neat to realize because I remember the like when I was really little, I didn't understand. I'm like, but they're not brothers. Gonzo met Fozzie at here and so on. Yeah. But then, like once oh. I was a little older and realized, like, oh, they essentially like, and I like to think of it as a direct sequel to the Muppet Movie because mm. the Muppet Movie they get their contract, and this is like this is one of the movies they're making. It's it's that is very funny that them being brothers. Can't see the like when he takes off his hat and they both open their mouths. Like I used to do that shit with my sister all the time. (laughs) It was so funny. Um, so I think the Great Muppet Caper might be for me the what I find to be the funniest. Yeah, I can see Muppet movie. Um, it's not obviously not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, and the the like you kind of said about the Muppet movie. Um, like. The the clothes of the Muppet movie, where they're like in the where the big studio or however you want to call it, and that the song then, um, I cry. Oh, yeah. Oh God, I, cry, I can't. I can't even start the song. I cry every time. I cry every My time. Movie. Keep okay, I'll stop. Like, stop. It makes me so upset. But mm-hmm. I did. I never had that reaction. You know, mm-hmm. when I would like, I would see Kermit on the bike and see that it was about frog legs and tell my grandmother to shut it off. Give me the good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why Great Muppet Caper is seven. I, I think that is an excellent choice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, my number seven, probably not too surprising. We've talked about it before. Uh, it's a little sports movie called A League of Their Own. Oh, so cool. It's on your list. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, yep. I quote it all the time. Yep. As I said in our show, I, you know, I played softball. I'm a baseball fan. I, this movie is so truthful about that. It is so complimentary of these women. Um, we talk about ensemble casts, every woman on that team I ever remember. Yeah, that's very position. true. Um, it's just such a fun movie. Uh, and again, um, to go back to deleted scenes and such, one of those perfectly put together movies where you watch the deleted scenes and you're like, oh my God, thank God. Thank God you did not put that in the movie. Yeah, you mentioned it during the yeah, when we it's recorded. Just so, it's, it's to me like a perfect mainstream, pleasing sports comedy. Uh, I think, you know, I, I don't know anybody that dislikes it. I, it's not, you know, it's not a chick flick. It's not a... Um, you know, dude sport movie. It is just a really good movie that has a love of baseball, that has a love and respect of these women that did these things, and has a really fun cast who's just going for it and having a blast. And I watch it every year. If it's on TV, I watch it. I watch it before the baseball season. I can I can agree with all this. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, thank you. Quite a bit. Indeed. 
your number six. My number six is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hey! Hey! There it is. Yeah! Yeah, I love it. Nice. For all the reasons we talked about mm-hmm. already. It is, I, I sometimes say it's my favorite horror movie. We'll see that that's a lie. Ooh. But I mean kind of like of that ilk when people are talking about like similar slashery type, you know, you know, that, that structure of a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite, but it's, uh, it's not my favorite favorite, mm-hmm. but obviously. Yeah. But I love it so much and I, and I don't own it anymore and i wonder if that one that just came out was super good because there was like a like a new version and a funny story about um texas chainsaw massacre because brandon had only seen it recently a couple years ago and he said the first time he watched it he watched like a really shitty dvd copy and Mm -hmm. he didn't like it he's like i couldn't see anything it just he, he like he really actively didn't like it um and then he gave it another chance when somebody gave him like the good dvd and yeah, it was an entirely different movie for him. Hmm. Uh, I have the Steel Box, I think, 40th anniversary one. That's what I used to own. Yeah, and it's a great release. And I yeah, mean, I, I see everything I need to see. I've heard the Blu-ray actually is a really good investment. Okay, well, that's good to know. As I, I haven't watched it since I don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, would, I probably should get on that. It's um, it's weird. It's one of those movies that. I, I don't I mean I'd actually like to know if anybody has the Blu-ray because it I wouldn't think the Blu-ray would look right because I don't you know like another movie that I might talk about soon um, where 70s movies on Blu-ray that were done on a low budget I don't need to see the imperfections it takes mm-hmm. me out a bit of it um, but I've heard good things about it so I don't know for sure it's worth kind of poking around and asking more mm-hmm. but yeah excellent choice yay thanks uh, number my number six. Your number schmicks. Um, again, it's a movie that I don't know. You might not have expected me to have on here, uh, but I quote it all the time. It holds up to me. Um, it is Stand by Me. That's really solid, though. No, that's great. It's not on mine, but. I it holds a special place in my heart for sure, so I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I watched it all the time as a kid. Yeah, me too. Uh, just yeah, just always on in my house. Oh. My my dad loves it. My brother loves it. So it's just one of those that like any one of us could watch and talk about. It used to be the like the barometer of my parents really would not support us if we dated someone who hadn't seen or didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and Brandon hadn't seen it, so I like had to make him like one of our like early dates. I'm like, you have to watch this movie, otherwise my parents won't meet you. Oh, that's so funny. Um, but again, I, I quote it. Um, I I don't know that I've ever connected to a character or felt more kinship with a character than I have with Vern. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like that's that's me. Let's face it. I was a little young, fat Jerry O'Connell. Uh, and it's you know, it's it is nothing. Um, it is not necessarily like the rest of my list. Um, spoiler alert: are much kind of bigger, higher concept movies. This mm-hmm. is just a movie about four 12-year-old boys who, you know, go off to see a dead body, and it's just kind of about their friendship and just what becomes of them for the next day and a half. Um, but there's something about it that's always really sat with me and affected me, and the music is great, the soundtrack's so great, because it's all those 50s music, 50s songs. Um, yeah, and I just, I love the hell out of it. I don't blame you. Thank you. It was definitely, um, what's that thing? 
Oh, a, a seminal, a seminal film mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm glad you mentioned it because I didn't even think to put mm-hmm. it on my. Yep. Number five. five. This is big, guys. I, I think I think I feel good about five through one. So, okay. um, my number five movie is The Shining. Wow. Yeah. This is a big one for me. Yeah. I get lots of emotions when I watch mm-hmm. this. I like, I get that. angry and scared and sad, and um, it, I think it's beautiful, and I think it's gorgeous and upsetting, mm-hmm. and it's making me upset just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, depending on my mood or where I am in life, I can kind of align with any three of the, the leads, um yeah. and and it's a different experience every time. It's really really great in my opinion. It is my number 5 favoriteest movie of all time. Mm, this is getting intense. It is. It is. Um what's your five? What's your five? Oh god, I have my five and I feel like I I I need to I don't know if I feel safe with it being at 5. But I feel like I, I want to keep it here just because I have like for the um, for the sake of variety. Um, mm-hmm. If I have it too close to something else, I feel like then they're too close to each other. Um, oh God! God it. I have to know that I'm sure this is on your list. It might not be. <laughs> Dangers and tolls and hardships unnumbered. I have fought my way through the castle beyond the Goblin City. This is my number four. Oh yes, yes, yes! It's so, so perfect. We just um, almost didn't put it on. What? Because you forgot or because you were trying to hold back? Because I I don't know if it accurately represents me today, but I can mm-hmm. still recite that and I can hear the dialogue in my head and yep. I know exactly how every line is delivered yep. and I know the hand gestures that and Dave you've Bowie makes. in your head the figure skating routines that would be done to every song in this movie? Not usually, no. but I did have the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I listen to it regularly, like... Oh, guys, yeah. for those, because we haven't said it, it's Labyrinth. Oh, it's Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I assume everybody knows based on me reciting the quotes, but, you well, know. Well, of course. But that's your five and that's my four, so it worked out really well. Indeed, yeah. Um, it is a huge... This movie was constantly on. Yep. When I was... There was a summer, I don't know what... I could probably figure out what year it was, where I watched this every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched it every single day. Kids are so weird. <laughs> That's what kids do, though. Like, kids watch things over and over again. It's nuts how they do that. No, I know. It's why I don't want to have kids. <laughs> I don't want to watch Dora the Explorer on repeat. Yeah, well, just watch Labyrinth over and over That's again. That's true. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a motherfucking Labyrinth. Uh, I was the Goblin King for Halloween a few years ago, of course. You were? I mean, you uh, were. Uh, recently when I had a root canal, um, those who have had root canals know you're kind of just sitting there for an hour doing nothing. Um, went through the movie in my head, just recited it beginning to end, including the songs. Yep. You know, I can do that. Uh, it is, again, like, I was a big fantasy fan um, less so now, but I can still appreciate it when it's good. Um, but as a kid, like, I, you have, God, fuck, I wanted to be Sarah. Like, yes. if you could have granted me any wish in the world, that wish would have been, I want to be Sarah and go to the labyrinth. Yes. I quoted the, I quoted, um, Goblin King, Goblin King, wherever, wherever you, may you may be. Take this child of mine far away. 
I don't know what I I don't know what I said about like taking something far away, and I said it exactly in that voice. No, it was like about a shopping cart. Mm -hmm. I think, and I was like, why did I just say it like that? (laughs) Why would you not? But uh, yeah, the quotes still come up. Mm -hmm. Um, If I watch it, I don't shut up during it. Like it's not something you want to watch with me. Because the first time I saw it with Brandon, I had to like just turn my head to the left because I just recite the whole movie. Yeah, I I wouldn't stop. Mm -hmm. So I understand, and your placement is is encouraged. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Well done on your side too. Thank you. Uh, well, that brings us to your number four. Oh, it does indeed. Yeah. Um, okay, my number four. I feel pretty fucking good about. It is yeah. a movie that 1997. Okay. Uh, I Fuck. saw this movie. What in is it? November of 97. I saw this movie in the theaters. Um, so you were 14. I was 15. 15. 15. Yeah. Um, and I went to see it. I think with probably with my parents. Um, just, what is I, it? It was probably my dad's idea to go, and I left the theater. I'm like, holy fuck, that was awesome. No, it's I know, awesome, but I. But nobody's going to get it. And sure shit. enough, this movie did not do well in the theaters. Mission Impossible. Shame. It is not Mission Impossible. <laughs> uh, remember, I said there is another appearance of Michael Ironside on my list Starship Troopers? It is Starship Troopers. Okay. So there it is. I fucking love Starship <laughs> Troopers. Um, you do love Starship Troopers. It is. Wow, maybe I could could have guessed your top five. I should have tried. We should have taken a guess at each I other's know, top. I know. Damn it! Um, Missed opportunity. <laughs> uh, but I would have put this. I definitely would have put this in labyrinth on yours. Yeah, I think I know one thing that's going to be on yours, and I think it's going to be my next one. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> That's a, um, that's amazing. Well, I know you love this movie. I do. It is because it is so. Cl- it is a satire that doesn't wink. It is yeah. satire that goes for it. It deliberately casts blank actors that don't quite get the joke because yeah. it's more effective when they don't get the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, people didn't get that. People watch it. They're like, Denise Richards is such a bad actress. Of course she is. And Paul Ho- Hoven's not giving her any help. Yeah. And that's deliberate. Um, the it's just so brilliantly written um all of the would you like to know more all of the you know essentially we're colonizing bugs and the movie treating that as that's the right thing to do uh guys it's not and paul verhoven knows that he made this movie as a i want to make a movie about nazis and about war and about how it's really stupid and people you know do it without really thinking of it but if there's no way I can make a movie and say that, I need to make a movie and say the opposite of it to show that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the meantime, you also get some of the best CGI still to this day. Um, you get fantastic bugs eating people, ripping them apart. You get kick-ass female characters. You get equal opportunity nudity. You just get a fun fucking movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I adore it. I think it is one of the one of the most brilliant films of the 90s uh and i off uh, defended to the death and i have killed many because i've had to defend it a lot well you're right in your defense it's not on my list mm-hmm. but i i do like but it as well it. yeah i do appreciate it it is a good movie mm-hmm. people who don't like it are wrong yep exactly that's the long and short of your it opinion is wrong that's all exactly all right you're number three three that's me hitting the table like mm-hmm. a drum roll um my number three is Poltergeist. Nice. Um, I love it. 
I loved it when I was little. I loved it as I got older. Um, this is a lot like The Shining for me. Like when I was little and I watched The Shining, like it was me and Danny, hundred percent. And then I got older and I was like, I can really see what's going on mm. with that um, with that, Jack. with that Jack there, yeah. And, the, and like, now, just, yeah. It's actually, and then one of the last times I watched it was it flipped back to Danny again. It's a really different experience. But um, Poltergeist is another one like that. When I was a kid, um, I can't think of his little boy name, but the little boy in that movie, oh. me and that kid, like, like separated at birth. Yep. I really, it is so strange to then watch it as an adult and be like, motherfucking Joe Beth Williams in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is so good. She is. I, you you watch it and you realize everything I've ever wanted to be as an adult <laughs> is because of this marriage, this relationship, these two people. Mm. It's really weird because they show um, Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams being parents and just being human oh, in yeah. that movie. And there's, that's so wonderful. Yeah. And I love it. And I, I acknowledged it as a child that it, it seemed weird to me that these parents weren't just being parents. But then watching it as an adult is kind of like, this is very wonderful. And they don't do that ever in movies. Right. Usually, you're, this is a real couple. Yeah. If you're presented with parents of children and the children are also in the movie, they are just parents. They exist for those children, and, and, and they did in this movie, but not in the sense that they they lacked their own, you know. Yeah, which is rare and not something you you typically see in a movie because it's an extra step that, yeah. you know, most filmmakers would take. That's a really interesting way to put it. Yeah, absolutely, though. That's absolutely right. Um, so I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I remember the first time it was on, or I remember being disturbed by it at least it was on i was very young it was like a saturday afternoon i had just microwaved a burrito <laughs> i sat down with my microwave burrito and dude starts ripping his face off in the mirror i almost threw up <laughs> it scared me until i finally watched it again and went oh it's not that bad <laughs> <laughs> the uh what's funny is i remember i don't remember the first time i watched poltergeist but I remember Poltergeist 2 is one of the few movies I remember seeing in the drive-in. And I never wanted braces because all I remembered from that movie was the braces scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Poltergeist, what's, what is really brilliant about the movie is the way it scares everybody. Because what's brilliant is that as a little kid, you have little kids in danger, which yep. most little kids like me, we're going to really identify with. You have the things like that scary tree that's outside your window, which my parents Mm -hmm. totally had a scary tree out their window. You have a fucking scary clown doll. Yep. That's going to scare you. Um, As an adult, you have my child being taken away from me. That swimming pool that is just an accident waiting to happen. It hits on all of those different aspects that a person like has as their greatest fear. Um, It's like that Buffy episode with the fear demon in season four, the Halloween episode. It's like that thing. It's like grabbing onto that, you know, everybody has that one thing they're afraid of. And that movie manages to capture it for everyone, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And it's just, it is such an effective movie. I agree. Yeah. I love it. And the, you know, the suburban horror of it is so effective. And I mean, and 
genre changing and kind of society changing, I think, in some ways. Mm-hmm. You know? Ugh, it's so good. It is not on yours at all. And I, I was not. kind of, yeah. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the movie. It's just, it's not one I would go to as a, you know, maybe it'd be in my top 50, maybe? Hmm, interesting. But yeah. That'll be it. That'll be our hundredth uh, episode. We'll do the the next fifty. Yeah, it'll, it'll be completely different and not match up at all. Nope. Hooray! All right, so this is your three. Okay, so we're getting down to it. My number okay. three is a is a really odd pick, but I just I never. A couple years ago, I decided I'm like I love this movie. I think this is my third favorite movie of all time, and it's oh there for me. Um, a movie I also, I watched, I distinctly remember when I watched it, I recorded it off of the Independent Film Channel in 2006, maybe? Uh, title I'd always heard, but I'd never watched it, and luckily I watched the right version of it when I watched it. Um, we talked about this when we talked about Kill List. Okay. Because it's a movie that I, like we said about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a movie that my first time watching it was one of the most amazing things ever and it is the wicker man <sighs> which might yeah. be on your list it's not oh. i know it's I'm on my shocked. it's on my i can't believe that this isn't on my list yeah. list wow i am shocked i'm i was in a weird place I when understand. i made this list it's okay. It's okay. this is like 2.5 um the wicker man is an amazing fucking movie mm-hmm. um Boy, oh boy, is it good. Yeah. Let's talk about soundtrack again. Oh, God. So good. Um, um, and I said that I didn't have many musicals on it. This is a musical without yeah, question. Absolutely. Uh, it's so good. It's so upsetting. It's, it's it the is. best. It is so this upsetting. Is, do you reference this movie all the time? Like, this is just like The Wicker Man. <laughs> I want I everything did. to be just like The Wicker Man. Anything happens. Anything happens out of the ordinary. Yep. This is a Wicker Man situation here. Yep. The the first time I just because the first time I watched it I had no idea what I was watching. Yep. Um, and this is one of those movies that because it is unlike everything else, I had no idea where any of it was going. Mm-hmm. And that is such a great feeling to have about a movie. Um, it's a great you know it's great when you just happen to have not read about the movie, but also just within sitting down and watching the self contained movie, the movie itself is such a tease and such a puzzle and you really I don't you know maybe some people could if you watch the more extended cuts then sure some things are more obvious yeah um I am so glad I didn't see the cut that starts with him in church or with Mm -hmm. him with the police officers talking about him there's one cut that kind of reveals something about him that you otherwise don't fully find out until the end and that moment of, oh my god, it's you, is the way it's done is so great. The um, I, I remember audibly gasping the first time I watched it when they're doing the, uh, like, the dancing under the knives. Yep. Because I'm like, is, is this where it changes? Like, it's, it's, I can feel, like, the dread mounting. Something is going to go down. Is it here? Yep. And it's... It just does something that no other movie I've ever seen. A kill list was the closest it came, and it's interesting that that is a, you know, why that makes for a good companion piece to this one, mm-hmm. um, where it really like you don't know what you're getting into until it's too late in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it just it leaves you, and you're just, what the fuck did I just watch? 
but I want more of it and Christopher Lee and, yeah. and his yeah. love of the movie is honestly something that makes me love it even more because um, this movie would have been essentially lost or most cuts would have been lost but Christopher Lee was like this is the best thing I've ever done I am going to make sure we find everything we can and get it out on DVD that's yeah um, it's nice yeah. than the the um the opposite that you hear people wanting to right, distance themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Britt Eklund isn't so happy that it's out there, but oh, but so good. No, I really do. I enjoy it quite a bit too. Yeah, it's so um, disturbing. It's so unsettling. Yeah. The sex of it is just really unlike anything, and hard to kind of wrap your your mind around and. At different times, I can see positives in it and evil in it and all these different things. And I've yeah. still never fully figured out what it's saying, but I kind of don't care. Yep. I can know? agree with that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is just such a ride. And it's just, it's one of those movies that, you know, it's not the movie I'm going to rewatch the most. It's probably not the best movie on my list by any means. But it's one of those film experience, film watching experiences that I will just never forget. And I always mm-hmm. want repeated. Ah, so good. Yeah. I'm glad that's on yours. It is. Because it's not on mine. But the Nicolas Cage remake probably is. It is. Number one. Yay. So, my number two is a movie that you can hear me talk about at length on another podcast. Um, But I'll talk about it here right now, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) It's Phantom of the Paradise, if you've been paying attention at all. Mm -hmm. I knew we had to have another De Palma. It's Phantom of the Paradise. I love it. It's the best. It's, like, awesome. I don't know. What can I say about this? A lot of musicals on my list, too. Yeah, very much so. Good for (laughs) you. I don't like musicals. But when I do, I do. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... um, I love this movie. It's awesome. I I feel like I talk about it constantly, but um, it's super seventies, but like in an awesome way. Oh god! Like it's in a really great. Like I don't mean that in the least bit disparaging. Nope. In this um, unapologetic way too. It's and it's so it is. It's De Palma, but like unrefined De Palma almost. And and I I love the music and I love Paul Williams. So good. The cast is so good. This is a soundtrack that I was obsessed with for probably about two years, constantly listened to. Um, I'm obsessed with the imagery of this movie. I This is another movie I think about all the time. Um, I recast it in my head. <laughs> I... I, I love it. I love it so much. When we're in Seattle, the theater that they used for the, um, the exterior of okay. this is right near our hotel, and I plan on going to it um just take pictures of myself in front of it i just really love this movie i love how it takes phantom of the opera and faust and and dorian gray and so many things and just Mm -hmm. kind of mash them together in this unapologetic like skewer of the record business it's fucking great and it's so relevant what struck me the first time i i watched this not knowing what i was watching i was like what the fuck is this but what really struck me when I kind of felt my way through, like, okay, this is what we're doing, was how relevant it still was. Yeah. The points that it makes are still relevant. Um, people are still, I, I mean... Stealing music. And, stealing music and, and, and... dumbing it down. Creating personas just yep. in the hopes of catching on. Yeah, I mean, that's what any pop musician is. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I might take this back, but I really wish they would remake this movie. I think they could do a great job. Who would job. you cast? Oh, it depends on what time you get me, but I always <laughs> will say PM the a... Paul, the Paul Williams character, Swan, I will always say Justin Timberlake. Always. Huh. I think it would work. Huh. <laughs> okay. I, could... I, th- I think it could work. Okay. But it's great. Uh, my I love it. is always Toby Jones because he would be the closest looking to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yours makes more sense because you're right. I, Justin Timberlake can kind of do anything. That would actually really make sense. I'm in. It, it could, I could work if it was done properly. But I love it. I love this movie. Um, yay. Good choice. No, I, yay number I'm, two. I'm not arguing with that at all. Um, okay. Number two. My number two. Oldest movie on my list by far. Oh my god, I have no idea what this is then. Okay, first movie I remember crying when watching. First movie where I met celebrities from the movie. <gasps> oh, of course I know what it is. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yep. It is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Absolutely. 1939's The Wizard of Oz. Toyed with putting this on my list just because of how mm-hmm. effective it, you know. We were kids. It was the 50th anniversary. Um, So there was a lot of kind of a resurgence of The Wizard of Oz right when we were at that right age. Um, So yes, two of the munchkins came to Blockbuster Video, and I have a picture next to them. (laughs) I was taller than them. I'm probably not taller than them now, actually. Um, The, you know, I I watched this movie on loop. I've, I, I not only watched this, but of course I watched Return to Oz, and, you know, when the book Wicked came out, it was the most exciting gift a 14 year old could get for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's to me, it's not just that I have such a childhood connection to it. It's that this movie holds up. I think this is true filmmaking magic. Um, It is beautiful. It is still looks beautiful today on Mm Blu-ray. It has incredible music. Um, It is, I, I would argue the most, culturally influential in terms of like pop culture movie of all time mm-hmm. because you think of how many sayings and you know we're not in Kansas anymore and uh, yeah I'll get you my little pretty and you know Dorothy and you know you look at how like gay culture for example has taken so much of it um there is just so much of this movie that clicked with this country uh, and it is a very American movie, and specifically so when you really think of the books, which were, you know, kind of satire around the country. Um, Judy Garland is just magic in this movie. Oh, so good. Sure, she was on painkillers and uppers and diet pills and everything else to do it, but how can you argue with it when that's the results you get? Um, it's The script is really funny. If you ever actually just listen to the dialogue. It's clever. It's clever. For sure. There's wordplay. There is yeah. just a lot of really smart writing. Um, I mean, all you have song and dance men, and they're all great. Burt Lahr is, is probably my favorite as the Cowardly Lion. Uh, it is just such a good comedic performance. As a kid, watching it and seeing black and white to color, and the munchkins and just the, you know, it is a true fantasy land, which, and it being 1939, it's made in that very, you know, paper mache way that just still looks really magical today when you look at it. Um, 
And I mean, you know, and yes, as a little girl, I loved movies like this in Labyrinth. I loved the idea of going to a fantasy land and having fantasy friends. Mm-hmm, me um, too. And I mean, that's, you know, certainly probably began with this for me. Uh, but I'm telling you, as an adult, it is still that good and it is pure joy. And I do not want to imagine a world without The Wizard of Oz. Thankfully, we don't have to. We do not have to. Um, not on my list, but yes. But important. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was Dorothy Absolutely. for Halloween once, as everybody was. I was never Dorothy. You were. Uh, you would have been such a good Dorothy, too. Thank you. Aww. That's so sweet. No, no. Absolutely not. Never. But, um, yeah, quite influential, and I enjoyed it, too. Um, f- still fun to reference. Yeah. Um, so, anybody that's been playing along... Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. I think it's kind of obvious what my number one is. It's a movie that was on your list. I know. That never showed back up on <laughs> But with good reason. Um, my number one is Muppets do, Take Manhattan. Do, do, do. Muppets Take Manhattan is why I moved to New York. Muppets oh. Take Manhattan is why I was so unwilling to leave. Oh. You know, you hear that, New York? The frog God, is staying. staying. He's staying. Oh, it's one of my the favorite. The frog movies. should stay. My and favorite um thing about I that didn't movie want is... To leave. Oh, you should come back. You know. You are just like... Okay, which Muppet are you? So you went to Texas. Um, do you want to be pretend you're Gonzo? That you're sure. at the, the big show? No, wait. Oh, no, you didn't work in a movie theater. So I was going to say, no, 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 you're the you're the, um, flying fish. But no, I guess not. Uh, you'd be Skeeter, I guess. Oh, it's so I crazy. guess I'd take that. Um, I don't want to talk about the horrible death of my twin sister, though. <laughs> It's pretty dark. <laughs> pretty dark stuff, man. Pretty dark. Maybe Skeeter's the one. My friend asked me a question the other day, um, and I didn't get to fully get back to her, but she asked me which Muppet is the – she was like, which Muppet would you define as a sociopath? Now, I don't think there really are any. Oh, but she was, okay. first she was like, which one is the most high-strung? And then it kind of turned into which, one's a, which one could be a sociopath, and I tried to figure out what, who's closest to it. But, um, yeah, we never did find out what happened to Skeeter, did we? No. Well, dark you never stuff. know. Dark stuff. Dark, it is dark stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Muppets Take Manhattan is... It's the Muppets. They're in New York. Yeah. music. Yeah. There is very good music. It's, um... Yeah. Get when, great 80s oh, cameos man. from everybody. I was, Landis, Ed Koch. Oh, God. Liza Minnelli. I was trying to think, like, well, what? what is it that really speaks to me about this? I legit broke... I, I really just blocked out um, when everybody leaves. Oh. Because that... Saying goodbye. Why is it sad? Yep. Yep. It is so upsetting. Yeah. Um... Used to make me cry when I was little, but really makes me cry now mm-hmm. because of the larger implications. Sure. Um, again, I don't even know if this is my favorite Muppet movie, but it is easily, consistently throughout my life, been mm-hmm. one of the most important movies. Um, one of the places I find I reference this movie quite a lot is in marketing. Uh, when the <laughs> I work in marketing. Ocean and Breeze. Ocean Breeze will get you clean. <laughs> Ocean Breeze soap. It's like going on a boat. Or, or, so <laughs> Except a boat you don't, really you don't go actually anywhere. go anywhere. <laughs> but like all of those things I always think in my head like um, a, a movie that's not on here but one of my most important 
lines of dialogue in a movie anywhere is from the stuff and it's everybody has to eat shaving cream once in a while yeah that's a good and one. i say that to myself like any day when i just have like something shitty or something i don't want to do and i have to do it in my head i'm like well everybody has to eat shaving cream once in a while and it work quite often i'm like trying to figure out how to write something um and this actually can apply not just to marketing but to life and a lot of times in my head that little voice comes up and it's like Ocean Breeze will get you clean. I'm like, yep. yeah, just say what the product does. We've never <laughs> tried that before. <sighs> it's so good. Yeah. I love it. I love it a lot. I'm with um, you. Fully, I'm with you. Oh, that's, it's, it's a big one for me. I, everything I know in life, um, The mm-hmm. Simpsons, Buffy, or Jim Henson, yeah. um, really made me who I am today. Um, I would not be the person I am without Jim Henson, so... Yeah. I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep. R.I.P. Mm. I know. Um, my number one, I don't know if, if you know what it is, if you figured it out. Yes. Yes. What do you think it is? Striptease. I, it is not striptease, shockingly. Shockingly, not striptease. Um, Sorry. It's another movie that does not look good not in striptease. Uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> no. The other movie with that name. Monsters, oh my God, Inc. Did you just say it's really late? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my favorite movie of all time. You actually had a version of this movie on your list. Wait, did I? You did. What movie is it? It is 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Oh my God! How does how what? <laughs> <laughs> um, happened. I mean, obviously. Well, yeah. Obviously, uh, but I mean. This is just to take folks back because, you know, this is a different time now. Growing up in the late 80s and such, um, you know, zombie movies were out there. They were. If you went to your video store and went to the horror section, you could poke around and you could find many zombie movies. However, zombie culture wasn't really a thing. It was Unless you were an Intravia. It was the, the name of the movie I was looking for was Showgirls. I don't know where it went. I adore Showgirls, but there are a few other Verhovens that that took its place. I cannot believe Showgirls is not on your list. You know, that would probably, it's just missed it. And the other day I called Showgirls striptease and Zach didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) I got so irritated because I thought I was being so If you called it Flashdance 2, that would have made it. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. Oh, that's so shocking. I'm so floored that this is your number one. This is my number one. Um... I I grew up with this movie on VHS. Uh, I think we still have the VHS that we wore out. Um, this was the movie that, like, when you're growing up and there aren't enough zombie stuff out there, you play Dawn of the Dead with your brothers. You do the whole, you know, we used to have, um, my dad's office used to have an alarm that, like, always went off, but you had, like, you know, 10 seconds to change it. And we mm-hmm. used to time it and do the whole, like okay, the zombies are going to come in five seconds this time, so you have to do it in five seconds kind of thing. Um, and all of this stuff sounds so, like, bleh now because we live in a world with The Walking Dead where, like, zombies yeah. are mainstream. But they weren't always. And it was such a big part of my life to grow up with um, this sort of fan... Like, I mean, I, I had, a, you know, I had the fantasy world with the Muppets. And then I had this fantasy world where the world has gone to hell and I live in a shopping mall and there are zombies outside. Um and it's just such the template to me of what I, you know, 
like love about a movie that just kind of takes its time mm-hmm. um this to me is my like deserted island movie because it, i can just watch it on repeat because eventually you know there's slow spots but it's all part of it's kind of laid back and chill and then there's zombie stuff and then there's not oh that's funny it's not by any means a perfect movie um i still hate the music in the very last scene it still bothers me uh this movie looks terrible on blu-ray because you see like where the makeup lines stop yeah um i can i i don't yeah yeah no you're better off getting that that big dvd set Mm -hmm. like the ultimate edition is the best way to go um so yeah it is it's it's one of those movies it's just it's been my favorite movie forever for as long as I can remember, say like knowing what it meant to have a favorite movie, and even though it's now so different from what I would consider my favorite movies, it there's I can watch I watch this movie every year, and I don't get bored of it. Um, it's a huge part of my childhood, and I will always have it in my life. You know, when these kids get tired of their Norman Reedus's and their AMC's, I will still have Dawn of the Dead, and I will still love it. Mhm. Yeah, that's my number one. Yay! Yay! We did it. We did it. We did it. It's our top fifty. Woo. So next week we're gonna do our top fifty-one movies. Oh no! Well, I did mention it real quick. Wicker Man should have been on there, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find a place for it. And Glorious Bastards, I already called out. Also, different day. Dark Crystal, Pan's Labyrinth, and Watchmen. Ooh. Easily. Yeah. Nice. But didn't. So this is the one I'm sticking with, That's and fine. I think it serves me well for right now. Um, yeah, the ones I didn't that I kind of toyed with, um, The Exorcist three. Yep, um, I expected that to show up. At yeah, least yeah, it was it was, a, it was a, on, the, on the short list. Maximum Overdrive. Yep, as I said, The Running Man. Um, Stuart Gordon's Dolls was was a tough one to not have on there. I wouldn't have been surprised if that. Yeah, but I felt like Child's Play kind of covered that place in my yeah. life. Um, the Descent, Field of Dreams was one that, mm-hmm. that you know, just, I'm like, yeah, you know, I have, I have one Kevin Costner and I have one baseball, so I'm good. Um, yeah, that was the most of the ones that, like, really, I felt needed to be on there. Yeah. Like, Mommy Dearest was, you know, a thought, but I'm like, this, I love it, but this, I can't put this on here. You know, and Step Up 5, of course. Step Up 5. It's so good. Yeah, step Up 5 was really good. Yeah. Yeah, so <sighs> I didn't see it in the theaters twice for no nothing, Christine. I know you are you are good. I try you. All right, so those were those are our as of you know on March twenty fourth. Those were our favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I don't know. Tomorrow it could change on March March twenty fifth. It could mm-hmm. change when we next reach our next milestone, whatever that may be. Um, but thank you everyone for staying with us this these two hours and 45 minutes thank you remember um you can always listen to us in 1.5 speed if you you know are running low on time it really didn't feel like it went that long no it didn't i i uh yeah i I feel i feel good about my decisions and your decisions i learned something some new things about you like what how cute i am you always knew that that. you silly buns you Okay, well, we don't know what we're covering next time. Uh, Christine has to go to Seattle and meet some comic book people. Um, But then eventually we'll figure it out. We'll let you folks know. But in the meantime, if you have anything to say about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, come to our Facebook page. You should. Yeah. 
And um, um, watch the I'm, movies. I think I'm going to be on another podcast. Ooh. Oh, I am too. Which one are you going to be on? Um, friend of the show, um, Greg. Oh, yay. The Debatable <gasps> oh, Podcast. Oh, yes, you're doing the porn. We already recorded it. It nice. was basically just me screaming about porn for like an hour. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever going to release it. Maybe <laughs> it was just <laughs> just to get incriminating evidence against me. But I'll post it in the Facebook I, I really like the idea of it just being you yelling about porn. I don't know. He asked me inflammatory questions, and I went nuts. Ooh, so. nice, nice. Not, not really. That's not that scandalous. Um, I will be on the projection booth, I believe, next week. I think. Oh my god! First. What are you covering? Requiem for a Dream. I hate that movie. That's do you awesome. Really? Do, you, yeah. do you hate it because it's one of those movies that upsets you? No, I just don't like it. Really? Wow. <laughs> And what else? Anything else or just that? Oh, uh, just that. Oh my god, how exciting. I'm going to have to listen. Mm-hmm. Yep, so uh, I, again, will let everybody know when that comes out. Um, but I guess that's uh, that's just about all we've got going on in life. That's us, everyone. Indeed. That's us in a nutshell of three hours and 50 movies. Yes. And on that note, thank <laughs> you for listening to us for 50 episodes so far and counting, we hope. Yay, thank Yay. you. Okay. Um on that note, folks. Goodbye. Bye, golden and in a golden way. <laughs> Sounds dirty. <laughs> That's because you like porn. Good night, <laughs> folks. Bye. Together again. Gee, it's good to be together again. 
you've ever been gone. It's not starting over, it's just going on together again. Now we're here and there's no need remembering when. Together again.